Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? We're back. We hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. No show last week, but we're back on the eve of Endwalker's early access. It's the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix Podcast, episode 50. Technically been doing this for a year, but I guess we'll celebrate a year at the 52nd episode. That's a year's worth of episodes, right? Yeah, like date-wise, we have done a year, over a year of shows, but number of shows will give you 52 episodes and that'll be one year of shows i don't know whatever however the hell you want to celebrate it i'm your host mike burn aka magic man and we are just mere hours hours now not days not months we are just hours away from the end walker early access beginning that we thought would never get here and then was snatched from us two weeks uh or backed up two more weeks so we're going to find out how everybody's getting ready. We've got chat here. They're going to be chiming in. Friends, old and new, stopping by. Thank you. We've got some Final Fantasy trading card game stuff to talk about. Wonderful packed show. I can't wait to get started. I missed this show last week. I missed this show last week. If you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, consider heading over to readycheckradio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, we've got all the socials, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Subscribe, follow, turn on notifications, tell your friends if you like what we do here. It's the easiest, fastest, and you know what? It's free way to support us. Also on the line, I know he's ready. I know he's ready. I'm looking at him. I don't have him on camera yet, but I'm looking dead at him, and he's got the (laughs) eyes of a man that's ready. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, my friend? I'm doing fantabulous greetings programs. Uh... I messed this up last show, so I think I got it right this time. So yeah, uh, I'm ready to to get the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get the patch going and, and and be ready for tomorrow morning. And I follow this guy Tarkos, you know, guide on YouTube, and and I feel like I'm really prepared. So let, let's get at it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a second. I, I don't have it in the show notes because I didn't want you to preemptively know that I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, okay. Didn't I just I wanted to surprise you? Surprise oh. you? You're my boy, Blue. Wanted to give you a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> Also on the line, he's got the headband on. I think I see a bed prepped and ready to go for about an hour from now. <laughs> Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's that is to- a bed. That is that is my Id Walker nap bed. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> I got my phone charger up here. I've, I've bought, went to the grocery store a couple days ago. I've been ready for like months, though. So <laughs> he's been taking practice naps in it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how ready he is. He's been, I'm just going to take a practice nap right now uh, and see how this goes. Yeah. I mean, gents, we are just a mere few hours away. It's almost hard to believe that we are finally here. I think like many of us Ooh. for the last 48 hours were nervous. We were going to see some tweet. And all of a sudden, things would be backed <laughs> up back another week. week. Yeah, backed up no. another week or so. No. Um, not a lot of news. We do have some stuff. We're going to talk about it. But, uh, you know, not a lot of news on this front. So let me plug a few things here. And, Tark, let's start with, with your video. Now, this is not on Ready Check Radio's YouTube. This is on Tarkoth's uh, uh, personal YouTube channel, Tarkoth Gaming, over on YouTube. 
and you can follow him on Twitch and Twitter and all that fun stuff as well. But you put up your first kind of, you know, kind of not just a video of you streaming, right? This was something you actually, you know, worked on and scripted and got the scenes and like you did it like full content creator style. Now that that's kind of the path you're going on. Uh, and <laughs> you were very, very nervous about it. Very nervous. Oh my God. And, and I, I, you know, I, I often, I, I forget what that's like, right? I've just been doing this crap for so long that I'm like, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, shit, I got to do another video, you know? <laughs> but I forget often what that initial, I'm going to put a video out there and maybe six people will watch it. Maybe 60 people will watch it, but I'm nervous about every single one of those six or 60. So how was the experience? What's the video? What's the feedback? And then Kronos, I don't know if you watched it. I did watch it. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought of it uh, after you 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 wrap it up, Tark. Uh, so yeah, that that thing should have came out like three weeks prior to yeah, when it just actually a bit. come out. Yeah, <laughs> but I was racked by so much anxiety and fear that it like really paralyzed me because I've never done anything like that. Like I I knew what it was in my head, but getting it out and and getting to work on it, you know, actually working at it yeah. you know it is work oh, for yeah, anybody that, yeah. that that you know wants to get into this this is work you know this is sit down really hammer it out and get to work on it um so once i finally it, it, i'm gonna give credit to uh, uh my raid member aeon she really really drove home to me that you know whether it's good or bad get it out there get the experience and and you'll learn from it um, you're not going to get anything out of putting nothing out there. So I finally sat down, hammered it out, and uh, that's all for you to enjoy. Um, it's a little late for, for viewing it now, but um, it was all about Endwalker prep. And yeah, I, I had a fun time doing it once I actually finally got to actually hammering it down. Yeah, congratulations for finally putting the damn thing out. I've been telling you the same thing. Every couple of weeks we talk about it. And I'm like, where's that video, Tark? Where's that video? Just put uh, the damn thing out. Just put it out and then log out of YouTube. Just log out and don't yeah. go in for like five days if you're that nervous about it. Then go mm -hmm. in, you know, then go in. Sure. Uh, but Kronos, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. I watched it. What'd you think? Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Um, I think the no, I thought, I thought you should tell me it sucked. You should be like, oh my <laughs> Dude, God. Why you know, you did all mean. that work, and it's just I'm fucking not. terrible. It's you just know, I, I was thinking about doing this Marvel show with with Kronos, and now <laughs> I'm I'm way more mean to myself than I am to anyone else. To be fair, <laughs> but no, I, I like no, I think the editing work actually was really good. I know how much work goes into that. I did that for the card yeah. game for a while, and and just some other advice, just FYI, like you're gonna make a video that probably at, you're gonna look at and you think it sucks too. Like I did it, it's gonna happen, but you know, you just keep putting stuff out there. Yeah, and no, it was good. it was very well done, Tark. It was very well done. The only thing was timeliness. You fucked it up, yeah. bro. You fucked yeah. it up. And but that was the anxiety, not the quality part of it. The quality part was it. was definitely there, my friend. Proud of you. Awesome. Very proud of you. Can't wait to see the the next ones. Uh, also on Ready Check Radios, there is a little montage of our one chip challenge. We did our three person one chip challenge. Uh, last week or the week before. I don't remember. I think it was two weeks ago now because last week two was Thanksgiving. Um, put together a little seven-minute montage there for you of some of the highlights. Go check that out. Uh, and thank you so much to our uh, video editor on that one. So I can, yeah, obviously I edit my own videos, but I specifically, and Tark, maybe you'll end up doing this in the future. I was like, I want 
this in the style of somebody else. Like, I just don't want gotcha. this in my editing style. Uh, I want this in through somebody else's talented eyes. So we had uh, um, um, lovely editor, Catherine, uh, Catherine Taylor. She was fantastic, put it together for us. Uh, we made her watch an hour and a half of the One Chip Challenge so she could pick the best seven minutes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the way it was cut was, was a lot of fun. The yeah, way it was, it was in and out, that was, did, that was fun. Yeah, she did a really fun job on it. Uh, so go check it out. But anyway, we've got patch notes. Um, but before we get to that, we did get a rather detailed post on the Final Fantasy XIV website this week uh, on congestion during Endwalker's launch. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think that this was going to be news to any of us, right? We we know there's queues. We we all remember Raubon Extreme. We all remember, you know, AFKing and and the systems not really working to boot people back into Realm Reborn. And every expansion comes with this. But if you look at the post Chronos, it goes into some very specific detail, almost to the point where I'm like, I think they're a little more worried than normal. And not just because, you know, there's a recent influx. They've always dealt with hundreds of thousands of players. Just because a few big marquee streamers bring a few more thousand with them doesn't, like, break everything. That's not... But I do feel like they are a bit more worried than normal, or at least that we've seen in other expansions. I mean, I'm worried. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, if I, I mean, okay, so I don't think it, I, I hope it's not going to be terrible, but if I had to bet money, the server is going to crash at some point in the next two days for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think the thing is, is like the influx we've had on top of the fact that you got to remember, like, so there's a lot of people that probably stopped playing back in May because, you know, they, they did the raid or whatever. Or maybe you could even go back as far as December. Yeah, the people that just like raid log or whatever, like they cleared the raid back like, almost a year ago, and those some of those players probably haven't played in a year. So we're gonna get those players probably come back. You're gonna get the people that stopped playing when the content drought started come back, and then on top of that, you're gonna get all these new people. So it, it's like I don't know. To, to me, it's almost like a perfect storm of like just the game's really good, so everybody's playing it, and so I'm worried. I'm trying to get in there as early as possible and not log out. That's that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, we do know. have a bit, a little bit of a benefit here, Tark. Though, in that we now have the visiting other world servers, and granted, yes. yeah, I mean it's still limited to your data center. So if your data center is just pretty popular, and all the servers <laughs> in there are pretty popular, that's really not going to do much. But you can go ahead if, as long as it's not a situation where it's like Tark and I want to play together and we got to do this. If you're just going to progress your main story, there's no reason mm. why you wouldn't click on visit another day, another exactly. world server, which is something we haven't had in the past. Uh, so yeah, w with all the congestion that we've had in the last six months, I'm really fearful for Aether data center. Um, oh yeah. They're the ones that got locked out. Um, so I'm happy that I'm on the second most populated data center <laughs> at this point. Um, I don't think Crystal's going to have any issues, but, uh, so yeah, the, the fact that, you know, if Excalibur is racked, I can go over to Behemoth or Lamia and join Kronos and we can, you know, chat and do MSQ together or whatever. Yep. Uh, I mean, my ass is right on Behemoth, so I'm, I'm there yep. with you. Uh, I, I'm also kind of thankful that I'm doing a new job because I, I there's going to be such a rush of people that are just going through MSQ, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back to yeah, levels you'll be and do some leveling. It, yeah. So, 
hopefully some things get ironed out. Um, as far as server stability, I've got my shrine in the other room. I've made my offerings. I got my rosary beads. Um, got some prayers lined up. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the server gods have listened to us and to Square Enix and, and we have a successful launch. Some other little small tidbits on the congestion issues. Be on the lookout for Error 2002. If you are not familiar with Error 2002 or you just don't remember it, uh, this is when the queue exceeds 17,000 users. It will not put somebody else in the queue. So it'll just prevent you from logging in. And really, the only thing Square has to say about it is, sorry, bro. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's... That's pretty much it. Uh, just apologize, wait a little bit, and and try again. They are going to have increased AFK uh, booting capabilities this time around. Again, we'll see how well that actually works. If you've been inactive for 30 minutes, there's workarounds, and we all... I need to know what that means. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what the ones they fixed are. Some of the, I know the ones yeah. not to yeah. use. I, I hope they got the HUD thing yeah. fixed up and... Yep, they, uh, uh, there's a few. There is a few you can use, though. I, I can't imagine they fixed them all, but they might have. Yep. They also said that, hey, there might be wait times for uh, Duty Finder related stuff as far as getting mm -hmm. into instant uh, instanced content, uh, whether it's a dungeon or Duty Finder-esque main scenario quests. Uh, and they might uh, be splitting, like they did in the last expansion, splitting new zones into multiple instances. So don't forget, if you're walking around with your friend and you can't find them and you both say you're in the same area... You probably one of you was in the <clears throat> wrong channel uh, for that particular zone. So go ahead and do that. And yeah, don't expect to be creating characters right now. I mean, that's just kind of silly. I do think, and they've done this before, but they reiterated it here, Kronos. If you are a paying customer, you have priority over trial accounts. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, trial accounts probably aren't getting in. It's I mean, going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to get it on Friday, I think. Or Saturday, to be honest. Um, the only other thing, too, is uh, I think a lot of returning... They've changed this since some people left probably back in December, is you don't cancel your queue. You used yeah. to be able to do that. You used to be able to hit cancel and then requeue, and you could see what your new number was. If you do that now, you drop out. So don't, yeah. don't cancel your queue. Uh, so that's it. Then we got the official patch notes. Now, we have gone through, like, 98% of everything that's been in the patch... That's in the patch notes in previous episodes, whether it was covering a live letter or or some event or some interview or, every, or anything. But I do think in addition to the live letter itself, the full job guide with all the final numbers in it has come out as well. And then we also got a blog post this week that talked about a few things uh, on the GPOS functionality side of the board that we didn't know. Uh, that they weren't previously revealed that they were going to be in 6.0, but it looks like they have kind of made it. Briefly, let's start with the patch notes and the job numbers because, Kronos, I know you and White Mages aren't exactly the happiest of campers right now. Not necessarily because of, you know, the White Mage itself having issues, but more because its brethren became a little bit better to the point that maybe you want to check it out. <laughs> I just want to preface this like how I always do because I just, I don't want to get hate or whatever. Every job in this game is probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's going to play fine. The complaints I have are more just because like I, I just want it to be better and I want it to like line up with the other things better. And I think if you're like truly like min maxing or whatever, there's going to be better options. That's it. Other than that, if you like white mage, man, play white mage. It's going to be fine. 
Uh, but that said, uh, we're not the most mad. I think monks are probably the most mad players. That yeah, I've monks seen are on probably planet Earth probably little there. Yeah, the discords uh, are a little, a little vocal yeah. on the monk side yeah, of things right I, now. I think I think they they use that. What's that do? Molding is what they are. They're molding. <laughs> uh, white mages are just kind of sad. Uh, it's like I said. I think they'll be fine. It's just kind of weird that Astro just feels like they got a lot more stuff than white mage did. Um, and some of the stuff, the old systems that White Mage had just doesn't feel like they thought about certain things in certain ways. That being said, I, I, I think they're still going to function pretty much the same. It's just, you know, I think they're, if you're like truly looking at Min Max, and I think Astro is probably going to be the better option. Yeah, and who knows, maybe like Double Shield is going to be like meta too. I don't know. But Tark, I'm just, uh, here's, here's my thing. Like, None of this was a surprise, right? Like we we kind of like we yeah, we know specifics about it now, but even I remember yeah. a month or so ago we were talking about how white mages probably felt a little left out in the cold cuz they weren't getting a whole lot as far as the new sexy or a big revamp or anything. So when I saw the patch notes and the final job numbers and everything and I'm not a white mage main, so you know, obviously take what I say with a grain of salt because yeah, I don't main it, and I certainly don't hardcore min max rate it in any uh, in any way, shape, or form. But none of this was a surprise. None of it was really a surprise. Um, I guess maybe the white mages were just a little bit more hopeful that they'd get a little bit more love, like a little um, mystery thing thrown in. <laughs> but they were so good in uh, Shadowbringers. I, you know, you got to bring up. I wouldn't even say it was the bottom. Astro was really strong too. I guess it's just a matter of the white mages are just, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cronus, that they're just so dependent on on global cooldown healing versus off globals. So you have yeah. this buff to the, your DPS cast, but you don't have the off global cooldowns to really help accentuate take and, advantage and use of that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when they made the overarching change to the DPS buttons, they didn't think about how it would affect white mage negatively. Because face value, you're like, oh crap, dude, 1.5 second glare, that's really good. But then you don't think about like how it affects Lilies. Um yeah. and so that kind of makes that system weird. And then you know, yeah, now you have this three-minute cooldown that's probably going to be fine, but it seems kind of niche. Um, and then on top of that, it's like you know, Astro's over here giving people six percent, you know, damage mm -hmm. like candy. And then they got like these really cool buttons that seem to have more overall usage. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe I could be completely wrong, you know. And and also, just you know, another thing to throw out is we're gonna get a balance patch before the raid comes oh, out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and and this this patch that we're gonna play on, like, who cares? Everybody's gonna be able to do dungeons and the ex primals. So like, I'm kind of yeah. like just like yelling into the ether, I guess. But you know, <laughs> I like to yell, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just you're, you're representing it, but... the one percent. You're representing yeah, the one yeah. percent. You <laughs> angle your camera down, Kronos. You keep sinking. Um, Sorry. No, that's all. We're right. sit up. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's sitting up there. Yeah. What? Oh, hey. Whoa. No, I don't hey. want to see your crotch. <laughs> I'm not trying to aim. Belly button love. What there up? There you go. He's like, here's the Endwalker crotch. Uh, anything? <laughs> anything? <laughs> there's a powder. That's right. For that, From now on, I'm calling him a penis Endwalker. Um, there's a topical powder for that. <laughs> Anything else in the patch notes that you gentlemen wanted to, the patch notes specifically or the job uh, numbers specifically? Let's hold on the GPO stuff for a second because that was a different dev blog. Anything else you guys wanted to hit real quick as we close in on the uh, on the early access? 
Um, since I haven't had time with Sage, I'll go into Scholar. Um, it still feels bad that the fairies are getting kind of nerfed pretty badly. Um, that an energy drain, no oh, MP. But good thing it's not raising... your main anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be my main anymore. So um... I mean, it's technically not mine either. I'm bitching about white mage. And yeah. I play paladin and raid, so you know. <laughs> we go with what we love and hold dear. Um, but energy drain, not having MP, so you now feel free to use, you know, your aether flows for what's actually needed, and not so you're building MP. Um, the aether flow actual ability to get your stacks got buffed. Lucid Dreaming got buffed. So that's good. I think it's going to offset, but it's just the fairy that feels bad. I know my my double main black mage, red mage, Kronos, you you totally missed some things in the uh, in the patch notes about my red mage friend until I, you read it like four or five times. There was yeah, a few I had confuses me. So yeah, so the way it works now is uh, it's just an insta cast yeah. for your Verero and your Ver Thunder. So you basically get three insta casts. You can move like a maniac if you want, and then it always guarantees a proc. So you'll probably do, and then oh, you have two nice. charges now. So yep. uh, the red mage is just going to be moving around, and then black mages got double triple cast, so they're going to be running around like idiots too. So I I don't know. Like I feel like casters are just going to be able to do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> I don't really see like how they're gonna have to stand still. It's, it, oh, and like on top yeah. of that, like procs last for thirty seconds now, so black mage literally can like if you yeah, even, the, you don't even have to plan it out as bad anymore. It's, it's mm -hmm. it, I almost feel like though. So red mage has always been you know relatively mobile, right? But yeah. black mage, I, I've always felt like, and I'm not the only black mage in in the in the world that felt like this. It was always just like, God, you got to know fights so yeah. granularly at the very high end of raiding to be able to successfully do them as a black mage. Not just do damage, but like do the damage you're supposed to do because the movement was so critical. So now I feel like they almost, they, they kind of went, hey, you know what? We're trying to make these encounters more exciting with these different types of mechanics and stuff and it's really putting black mages in a bad spot. Uh, because they just can't move like everybody. So let's fix that a little bit. And I think somebody spilled the little bit cup and <laughs> and spilled a lot of Black Mage I, I, I being able did, to though. move. Oh, you know who did, right? Oh, it's absolutely, it was Yoshi P. He was, he was yeah, like, absolutely. I'm sick of not being able job. to move. That's his Let main me move, too. please. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not bitching about it, by the way. Uh, but I am yeah, curious no. as to... Does it almost because Black Mage doesn't have a terribly complex rotation? Uh, there's some proc usage that you need to be aware of, and when's the best time mm -hmm. to use certain procs. But as far as the core rotation, there are certainly more complex classes in the game. Yeah. Uh, oh, besides yeah. fire, 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 ice, fire, 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 ice, fire, 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 ice. You know. Uh, but I wonder if this maybe makes some of those higher-end encounters, uh, Kronos, a little too easy to be a black mage now. So, so like like you said, like I think part of the intricacy of black mage was the movement, right? Yeah. Like it, the, the rotation yeah. itself, the, the, the movement was the intricacy. Um, so I, I think the, your your floor. I always like to think of things as like a floor and a ceiling, right? Like the floor yeah. of black mages is going to come up really high. I think. I think a lot of people, and I think the floor of a lot of jobs actually. I think the, that seems to be their goal. Is the floor of a lot of jobs is coming up. Um, the only thing I Ironically, worry about at is... the same time, all the numbers are going down. That's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. sidebar, I'm, there's going to be people complaining about doing less damage. I'm sure oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but 
So the only the only worry I have is now you're gonna have these black mages who have been doing this for so long, right? Like they, they know how to like move around and stuff. And it's like now they're gonna have more tools they know what to do with. So it's like, is it gonna be fun for them? I worry about that, I guess. But that's like a low percentage of people, to be fair. Um, and then the other thing that kind of in the back of my mind is if we're gonna let casters move around like this, is the physical range tax make sense anymore? Like, is there a reason they're doing less damage if casters can can like plan right. their movement? this easily like like summoner 90 percent of their stuff is insta cast now i mean they have a few yeah. long casts but they're going to be able to move around as long as they play smart red mages now i mean before it was like every other gcd now it's going to be like okay if i use acceleration twice in a row i got like eight gcds where i can move around that's a long time you know same with black mage right theoretically you could do triple cast and triple cast again that's six gcds not even counting your procs marts so you marts and chad is absolutely right now i'm just going to be running around because i can like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not because it provides me any benefit, Tark, but just because I can now, where it's just been so ley lines, park my ass here, count eight, seven, six, five, four, three, ability, move, cast, 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 cast. <laughs> now, now, nope, I'm just, you're going to watch me questing because I'm going to be streaming on MMO Bomb tomorrow before and after the Always Online podcast. You're going to watch me just solo questing, running and jumping while casting when I can, just because I can. <laughs> I can't wait. Because you can. Yeah, just because I can. I can't wait. And an, an Enochian, you know, that you know, that little thing, Enochian? Yeah, you know, I don't when have I was to press it anymore. Black Mage recently uh, oh my god like i would just like, got one less button on my, my opener when i dropped a noki and i'm like oh my god especially uh but now now it's just okay yeah you know one you less just, you see to me like a nokian is so into a fire or an ice and you're is, back you have it again yeah Not to me a nokian like very rarely would i drop a nokian right yeah uh, anymore. Well, what leveling i all the time i was yeah i just i've just been it. playing it too long so for me like i said on previous shows so thanks. You took one button away from my opener. That's really all that does for me. <laughs> but hey, it's but one someone less learning button. it though. Now you know that's a whole that's a whole reprieve. So um, yeah, we did get a dev blog that uh, talked about some initial or some additional features, things that weren't talked about uh, a lot in live letters and interviews because they just weren't quite sure it was going to make it for six zero, but it did. So here's a few things. If you are into the G-Pose functionality and taking your screenshots, you can look forward to G-Pose while uh, in performance mode is enabled. So you'll be able to use G-Pose in performance mode. It wasn't originally planned for, but after numerous investigations and thorough checking, it is an official feature of 6.0. Uh, not, not just that though, but it'll replay the last performance action that you used. Uh, so no. that's pretty cool. So even if you find performance mode a bit intimidating, you can go and mess around with it and take some screenshots. They're also, uh, obviously, they talked about in the live letter being able to take some of the G-Pose uh, photos when NPCs are walking with you for quests and stuff like that. But actions exclusive to transformation and role-playing sequences will also now be replayable so that you can take screenshots of your favorite characters in their best moments, whether that's casting a particular ability or not. So a lot of, if you're into that whole like screen screen grab functionality and, and fun stuff, lots of cool stuff that we just didn't know was gonna be there now added. This generally isn't my cup of tea. I like I don't have a full screenshots file folder. I'm more of the, hey, I just did something really cool 
hit print screen, move on guy. I really don't uh, get into the G pose all that much. But do you guys mess with it? Like Kronos, you, you probably mess with you. Well, yeah, definitely for your video. But I, I could see Kronos and team like on a on a kill messing around with it and stuff like that. But we do what you do. It's oh, essentially yeah? like yeah, <laughs> everybody stand still. Damn it. The, Print screen. Most, well, so no, we do. Okay, so we I guess a little bit more complex. We do use G pose, but like the most complex thing we do is like, okay, let's make sure our last action was cool in this photo, and then we hit G pose. I don't use any of the filters. I don't use stickers. I don't take photos of NPCs. I don't do any of that stuff. But I do take photo. Like we take photos after we kill bosses, right? Uh, stuff like that. Really, just after we kill bosses is pretty much it. Or after I get a sweet mount, I'll do that. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> but he won't use the stickers. You won't use the stickers. I don't even know where the sticker button is. Oh, I, I couldn't even tell you where it is on the G-Pose thing. So one uh, one or two last bits here uh, before we move on and talk about some Final Fantasy trading card game. Mysteriously, a few days ago, the version 1.0 trailer of Final Fantasy XIV showed up on the official Final Fantasy XIV YouTube page. Uh, now, many of you may not remember this trailer because you just weren't version 1.0 people like some of us uh, in the world here. Or, you, hell, hell, it's just been so long, you may not remember it at all. And so we kind of, like, don't know why. Like, is it just a little, hey, now that we're going into what will wrap up the storyline, let's take a look at the trailer where it all began. Uh, is it indicative of something coming down the road? Uh, whether that would be some people speculate a classic server type thing. I, I, we, I've expressed my opinion about that, and I don't think that's going to happen on previous shows, but some people think maybe this leads to that. Uh, I know, Tark, you kind of thought, hey, well, maybe they're going to, over the X days rolling into the expansion, kind of drop each trailer. I think the math doesn't work out now at this point for them for that to be the <laughs> yeah. plan. Um, even if you use the 7th as the day, they would <laughs> still have, you know, four trailers to go and not, you know, enough. Well, they have enough days, but they yeah, wouldn't be evenly spread out. And I, yeah. and they were running the, like, the art countdown on mm -hmm. the official page. So it kind of would have been, like, duplicate, you know, running a countdown here and a countdown there. So we, we kind of don't know. Does it mean anything? I don't know. Does it mean nothing? Is it just a, hey, this is where it all began, now that we're about to see where it all ends? I don't know. What do you think, Tark? Uh, I have no idea now. Uh, I'm guessing it was just a <laughs> matter of, you know, I, if we had seen the the 2.0 trailer and then the 3.0 trailer, like, okay, that, this all makes sense. This is like reliving, you know, bringing back some memories. That this is cool. You know, get us hype for Endwalker and and finally the the end. Um, I, I'm guessing this is just a matter of, hey, this is where we all started. Trailer. Such a it is a great trailer. trailer. I wish the game had matched it. Yeah, the game looked good. Yeah, the, well, polygon wise, it did match it. Polygon wise, it did match it. Gameplay wise, you go yeah. play Minesweeper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. No, there was Damn, some good stuff in there, but uh, yeah. So someone, fi well, someone figured it out. I mean, they didn't figure it out. The the Reaper on the card he's holding. But the problem with I I saw that too, where somebody was like, "Look, Reaper was in the original trailer." But if you look, that's Botany. not actually the Reaper. It's a botanist. That's the botanist. botanist. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's, a lev that exists in the game. Yeah, it's a it's um, it's the botanist. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's a couple things. Like first off, like I see, I saw a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, it's Arbor." This is not Arbor. No. No. Uh, 
No. Uh, so this, I think, is I think missed, this is Derp This is Derp This is Derp Lander. Uh, I, I think you missed one thing of detective work, actually. If you go to their YouTube channel after they dropped this video, they added playlists that day of all the trailers in order. Right, but they didn't the, republish as a new. They video. didn't republish. Right. They didn't republish. But I, I, I think it's, I think it's kind of what Tark was on the first time. I, I, okay. I do think it's just, hey, here's all our trailers, and this is going to be the last, like, end of this saga, kind of thing. Because like, I think, I think people are reading a little bit, a little bit too much into the, into this. It's like, so it kind of was right. You know, they just basically organized playlists of all the, there, and all the languages. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there is no way they're making vanilla Final Fantasy fh no. Have you seen Yoshi P's face when people ask him that question? Oh, yeah. yeah, there, yeah. There he he no doesn't way. even like, want to think about it from a technical standpock let alone a why would you would you play it standpoint. I don't think there's he even no wants way. to remember it from what he had to do and, and his experiences <laughs> yeah. during that time. Just, ah, no, no. It's, it's a trying time. It's a dark time. Right. So let me ask you this too. Then we got a. Uh, it was nice to see the trailer. Yeah, uh, whatever yeah. it is, if it's just a little nod, you know, and and hey, here's the playlist with the rest of them. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I I enjoyed seeing it. Did you guys see the the Sia video today that, that came out? I did. The, I did. The Fly yeah. me to the moon uh, rendition. I, you, I, what did you guys I, think of that? Have you not seen not, it dark? I have not seen it. I I saw that it was available. I didn't. Never... I haven't actually looked at it. it. It's interesting. It caught me off guard. It wasn't something I was really expecting. Um, yeah. But it's kind of yeah, cool. No doubt. No doubt. Like, I I really like the video. The The video portion of it, it's, it's uh, you know, beautiful to watch. Uh, I also was, I, I also like the rendition. I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, you know, it is very different from Sinatra's classic Fly Me to the Moon, although I did like its use in mm -hmm. where we're headed for Endwalker. That's kind of neat. Uh, and I like the rendition. Some people not so happy with who Square Enix decided to collaborate with uh, due to some past uh, um, issues on Twitter with uh, the making of movie and ableism claims uh, or accusations, stuff like that. But uh, I, as far as just the content, I actually kind of really liked it. Uh, I know some people didn't as far as the rendition, but I listened to it a couple of times. Like I was talking to Q and she was like, this is just weird for me. And I was like, I really like this. I'm not gonna lie. It was a little weird for me too, but I don't think it was bad. Like yeah. I, I didn't watch it multiple times though. Cause I, I, I made sure like there was no new footage or anything like that, which there's not, it kind of does what the playlist thing does too. Like it goes yeah. through the trailers a little bit. Yeah. Not, not, a, not as slow, right? A little bit faster, but yeah, no, nothing new on the oh, content. Oh, I'm front, sorry, I misquoted Q. Not that it was upbeat. not that it was weird. Music. Q said that it was weird. It existed, not that the the video. I apologize. I apologize. Didn't want to. Don't want to misquote Q there. She'll she'll beat my ass after the show. <laughs> uh, just body slam me. She just, she just hurt me. She jumps off top ropes with the elbow type deal. Um, final thing, gents. Hours. 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we are about roughly eight and a half hours barring any issues with uh, maintenance being extended or anything what are your plans what uh, what are you doing after the show are you getting up at four in the morning are you waiting till a few hours later when things calm down a little bit at least and maybe aren't as launch crazy what is the plan for you tark uh so i have a show as soon as my boy Piers gets home, we're going to go over patch notes. Uh, then I got to go to the store, get a couple things. Um, that way I'm, I'm totally prepared. don't have to go anywhere for like so are a you, week. Are you doing a show after this show today? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over on your channel? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, plug it, brother. Tarkov Gaming and on YouTube. Um, we don't know the exact time yet, so... Even Check more, even more reason to follow you on Twitter. Yes, follow me on Twitter. You know, Twitch, YouTube, all that fun stuff. So you got the patch um, notes show. Which, by the way, did you see that they show. were streaming the the like the patch notes reading and stuff like that? And I was like, it is like three in the morning, Yoshi P. <laughs> Go get a couple hours while tech transfers from the dev environment it's, to live environment. Go it was get three in the now. morning when he was doing it. Yeah, at his it was, time. No, no, it was two in the morning our time, right? It was like two in the morning our oh. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> like, reasonable go time, get a his nap. time. Got it. Go get a nap, my man. Go get a nap. Uh, are you are launch. you a four a.m. person, Tark, or is it bright? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll be up at one a.m. my time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, um, your West Coast. So yeah, I gotta go to the store, get a couple things, and then it's a good power nap. Uh, then we will be going Sage to eighty. Um, at that point, we'll be cutting off YouTube because we don't want to put you know main story quests on YouTube and. So a little bit later, I'll put out a few vids, you know, of big reactions in, in a week or two. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to have fun with the game and going to go hard on it. Uh, I want to be on Primals by Sunday. So, so I am, I'm not doing 4 a.m. Fuck 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love the game and everything, but there is no reason I am not like put, trying to pull a Tark or a Kronos and, you know, have the extremes and, and shit done by Saturday night, Sunday. No, forget that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it at my own pace and enjoy it and have fun. Uh, I pay for the game. If you want to pay my sub, I'll go ahead and and play the way you want me to. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I'm not gonna do four. I I'm gonna do early, probably like a seven and eight. But I'm gonna give it an hour or two <clears throat> after the uh, initial launch, so that all I'm really dealing with, hopefully, you know, barring big issues is the queue rather than the queue and server uh, login issues. I generally do that for every game, not not just Final Fantasy XIV. So I'll be on early, but I won't be on at 4 in the morning. I will be streaming on MMO Bomb. Uh, probably going to go live between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, East Coast time tomorrow. Um, so that'll give me a time to burn through a queue and stuff like that before we go live. And I do already have the Twitch stream on twitch.tv slash MMOBOM, clearly labeled. So it is Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, and then all in capitals, caution, spoilers, spoilers cutscenes will be viewed. <laughs> so uh, if you want to stop by and say hi, but not watch cutscenes, I get it. Uh, if you just want to come and hang out and watch, and you know maybe you're not a player, but you do like watching it and, and seeing what's going on, yeah, we'll be hanging out. And then at 1 in the afternoon Eastern, I'll be doing the Always Online podcast and then right back to Final Fantasy XIV. So it's it's a full day tomorrow of Final Fantasy XIV. I can't wait. Uh, looking forward to it. Kronos, I know you got, like, deadlines and shit. Like, your your whole crew is like, you must be here by this time. It, and if you're not, not you're out crew. of the family it's, and... it's not the whole crew. It's not. No, no. But there is a bed behind me that I will be sleeping in for the next couple of days. Uh, no, I'm going to be up probably at like 2.30 my time. And I'm going to take a shower. And I'm going to come up here. And I'm going to be up here for a very long time. <laughs> and, and that's it. It's going to be like the closet that's for it. Rich? Uh, I mean, this is my whole upstairs. So it's a little bit more cozy than a closet. Uh, <laughs> that was ridiculous. So. Closet. 
Gentlemen, but, um, I know we are all excited. We all can't wait. Yes. We all know that all of you watching this are excited. And if you're watching this while waiting for the servers to come up or you're watching this while you're waiting in queue or giving us a listen as you start your journey in Endwalker, we sincerely hope that all of you enjoy it. Have fun. Let's watch and see how this all comes to a close and where we're headed to from here. It is always a pleasure to talk to you about the game. Uh, and uh, we look forward to to doing more of it. Next week's show, by the way, will not contain story spoilers. None. None. Too soon. If you uh, are worried about that, I will let you know that now. There will be no story spoilers. Now, there will absolutely be discussion about how jobs are performing, what we liked about the jobs we played, and what we didn't like about some jobs. We, that type of stuff will be in the show. Uh, general feedback and initial impression review type stuff. But no story spoilers will be in next Thursday's Relic Grind. We will hold until the following week to talk about story. So that gives you two full weeks before you'll have to worry about hearing anything spoiler here unless you come and watch a stream that is clearly labeled contains spoilers. So... Let's finish it up with some other Square Enix news. Two small things, and then we're going to buzz through the Final Fantasy TCG latest. First up, we've got a new uh, character and story trailer for Project Triangle. Unfortunately, it's in Japanese. Um, So, I did watch this with the... Because they didn't put official English closed captions on it. So I watched this, and I see Chronos nodding like he did the same thing. I watched it with the YouTube, you know, kind of automatic uh, translation into English, and I still had no fucking clue what was going on. Uh, the translations through YouTube weren't that great. The game continues to look wonderful. I love the art style. It is obviously very tactics-esque uh, in a more modern age, but modern age uh, system-wise. It's still a title I'm looking forward to. I uh, I really wish they would have put this up in English <laughs> or at least had official English subtitles because the music was great. I did like getting a little bit of a, a peek into some of the characters, but it was a story trailer that I couldn't extract really a lot of the story from. So that was a little disappointing for me. But more and more, I just keep getting more and more hype for this game. What are you thinking, Tark? Oh, it looks amazing, and you're right. I wish it was in English. <laughs> <laughs> Medic getting a um, tactics vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I feel more like tactics ogre than true. Final Fantasy tactics. Yeah, true. Um, but it still looks amazing. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I love a good tactics game like this. Um, the, what is it, March? Is it March? I, so, yeah. I thought all we uh, knew was 2022. I, I thought it was March. Maybe maybe I misremembered too. I thought it it's, was March. Uh, the, the first half of 2022 is just going to be amazing. I feel like all the Square Enix games are getting like jumbled around at the beginning of the year, so we're like confusing. Uh, you're but right. I, I March think... 4th. March yeah, 4th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. March 4th. Good. I have plenty of time to play it before uh, Dragon Song. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be closing in on 6.1, though. Uh, <laughs> you'll still have some time, though. So you'll still have some time there. Uh, in other Square Enix news... We're seeing a lot about our boy Kronos. Oh, not that Kronos. Not that Kronos. Mm. Chrono. Chrono. As in Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. 
Do either of you play another Eden? I do not. I didn't know this was an actual game until oh, you, you put this in the patch notes. Really? So well, you I've don't follow MMO Ball then because we covered it there when it was free when uh, the launch just only because it was free. We wouldn't cover it now because it's not multiplayer. But yeah, yeah, it's single player. Yeah, yeah, it's a single player, um, like very JRPG. But there's some like gotcha stuff in there, a la you know Genshin Impact type style as far as the way gotcha works there. So well, I mean, I'm glad I could introduce you to something new. Tar. It, yeah. I mean, I, from pictures and screenshots, you know, frogs in there apparently. Um, I, I'm I'm very curious because it doesn't say Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. It's a it's a crossover with Square Enix, so it could yeah. be anything. Yes. But, so they're you know, actually they going to announce it on Saturday. That's that's oh. why they're going to announce what the crossover is on Saturday, uh, December fourth. So, but I'm kind of excited. But you know, the art shows a pocket watch underwater. Yes. With, Lots of time with the uh, text saying the beginning since lost to oblivion, a memory now nothing but a faded echo. Time stopped for me then. A soul with no place. I became a petal on the wind until suddenly a clock long since broken carefully and quietly began to move. And with it, something started anew in you. Our future, our tomorrow beckoned forth by familiar voices from beyond the dark. Uh, and they did bill this in the press release as a um, timeless crossover and it's chrono it's yeah chrono. it's chrono in some form <laughs> it's chrono in some form and maybe this could lead into you know announcing you know maybe a remaster of a certain game too uh well I mean there we saw the rumors back in the Nvidia stuff and one of the rumors there besides tactics and a bunch of other things was a potential remake of Chrono Cross the old PlayStation One classic which if you have never played please do uh, you don't need to know anything about Chrono Trigger to play it there's some nods and some late game stuff in particular if you have uh but if you <laughs> haven't you're you're not gonna be lost. And I loved the battle system in Chrono Cross. I thought it was very, very cool, very yeah. different compared to some stuff even now, but more importantly back then uh, against its contemporaries. But now on top of that, VGC is reporting on claims that PlayStation was set to announce a remake of a big game this Christmas in which a musician that was involved with its soundtrack folk singer Ebha McMahon, who performs as Ava, told Irish radio station WLRFM that she'd recorded an Irish-language theme for the game, which had yet to be revealed, and that according to Xbox-era co-founder Nick Baker, that remake in question is in fact Chrono Cross Remastered. Baker going on to say, Chrono Cross Remastered, I think, was already on the NVIDIA leak list, so the game shouldn't be a surprise. It was on the NVIDIA's list. But I was told that the a VGC article is about Chrono Cross Remastered. What else I was told, because everyone's working under the assumption that it's a PlayStation exclusive, I've been told that it's not. The only word that was used was multiplat. So, NVIDIA came and said... No, none of that was real. Those were all placeholders. <laughs> and I distinctly remember the three of us saying, 
Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, both of our shows, both of our shows, <laughs> yeah. everyone said bull crap. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> now we have it coming from somewhere else. We're running out of time to make a big announcement before Christmas. I mean, that's just a few weeks away. Hard to believe as that is. And really, the only big event that you would maybe want to announce something like this at, if you were looking to do an announcement at an event, rather than just dropping press releases or doing your own live stream, is the Game Awards, Kronos, on December yeah. 9th. So are we going to see a Chrono Cross remake, one? And two, would it be announced at the Game Awards, or do you think they would announce it independently somewhere else? I think the likelihood that this is real at this point is like 99.9% .9 repeating. There's like maybe some point zero crazy 1%. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which the coolest thing to me is it brings more validity to that full list. There's yep. some other games on there I'd really like to see. Um, remake. At the Game Awards, I think it makes sense if they are targeting this soon because there's really nowhere else to announce it unless they just want to throw it up themselves. Um. Christmas Which feels I real think, close, I, I though. I think they could get away with because it is one Square Enix and two, it's Chrono Cross. Yeah, it's just Christmas is so close. You only have three weeks to market the game. Well, I don't think they're like, talking about release. release no, no, no. They're it's, just talking about an announcement. Oh, just show yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. I, see, I guess I, yeah, yeah. I guess I misunderstood. I thought they were trying to release it by no, Christmas. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, well, then, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, then, then, yeah, I think Game Awards totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tark, is it real? And do we see it at the Game Awards? Predictions uh, sure to go wrong. The game is absolutely real. I, I'll, I'll even put that to the 100. I'll give it that point zero 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 one. Put it right at 100. It, it's definitely a real thing. Video Game Awards, uh, I'm going to put it at an 80%. that I'll be at the VGAs. I'm going to go with 100% a real thing. No, we don't see it at the Video Game Awards. I don't... I think, I think Square, with this particular license, if they were doing something like project triangle strategy right we didn't know anything about that but they wanted to announce something at the video game awards they that's something you put there because v, the game awards themselves draw the audience that you want to get a smaller product nobody knows in front of i think square looks at this as we don't need to tap into somebody mm -hmm. else's audience to get this shown off we can hit up our own audience for this the only the only drawback uh, that I'm gonna maybe I should put it at ten percent for the game awards because I will concede the fact that what I the logic I am applying here maybe applies to Chrono Trigger more than it does Chrono Cross. So yeah. I'll put ten to twenty percent at the game awards, giving me like an eighty percent no at the game awards. So I would you know the reasons I'm putting it higher. Um, it, it kind of flip of yours. Um, I think you're right um, that maybe if it was Chrono Trigger, that it would be you know let's do it at a Square event, uh, Square Direct or, or something. Um, and, and I think that Cross has been it's been so, it's so old. Um, PS One man, it's been a long time. Um, so I, I don't think it has as much of an audience as Trigger does. So I think getting it into someone else's hands to to promote it. Uh, have a little bit wider audience, maybe can bring people like, oh, what is this? I know of Chrono Trigger, but Chrono Cross? I mean, I, I think that could be a, a big win for them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we but we could see a, a Square Enix showcase, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't think it by, by December, I don't think by Christmas we'll have that. 
Let's uh, yep. let's talk about Final Fantasy TCG. My favorite if thing. We must. It was pre. If we must get the fuck out of here, you're <laughs> off this show. You are never left uh. back. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy TCG. Yes, it has a TCG game. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> it was pre-release weekend, the weekend of Thanksgiving, uh, due to some shipping issues with the product getting to North America and uh, and our European brethren and sistren sistren folks. We'll go with folks. Our, our European folks, uh, we had a little bit of a delay, so should have been the week before, but it happened Thanksgiving weekend with the release of the set. Went to pre-releases, had a blast, opened some stuff on stream the week before, did uh, a pre-release deck building thing on stream Monday. That's still in the VOD if you want to check it out down below. So let's go through, gentlemen, and do what we always do and take a look at the legends in the set. First up, we're going to just take a, excuse me, in elemental order, we've got Palum. Lovely Palum. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Images courtesy of ffdex.com. Thank you so much. Two drop, 4,000 power forward. At the end of each of your turns, place one EXP counter on each job apprentice mage you control for each EXP counter placed on Palum. Palum gains 1,000 power. And has a zero-cost action ability where you can choose a forward and deal it 2k damage. If you have three or more EXP counters on Palum, you actually deal 8,000 damage instead. And you can only do this once per turn. Not just your turn, but per turn. Of course, we mm -hmm. also have Porum in this set. Also an apprentice mage, gaining EXP counters at the end of each turn too. But different effects will get there in a little bit. What'd you think, Kronos? Was this does this one do it for you? Yeah, exactly, uh, Medic Wonder <laughs> Twins. Wonder Twins. Uh exactly. so my, my my brother actually used to play like the old Wonder Twins deck. He really liked it a lot. Just I mean, he had twin girls. I think that probably had something to do with it. But um Aww. It it's a cool card. I don't know how good it is really. Uh, uh I'll think tell you, you what. In pre-release, it was uh, both of them were actually oh. pretty good in pre-release. Oh, in pre-release, I think this card's good because it's harder to remove there. Yeah. And if it yeah. does get to the counters and you're nuking something for 8K every turn in a, in a sealed environment, that is very strong. Yep. Um, but in a constructed environment, um, I think you're going to have a hard time getting all the counters. And I think in order to get all the counters, you're going to have to play both of them. And then they still have to live for like two turns. And they're two drops. And I feel like there's a lot of really powerful two drops with that are like targeted removal toward them. Granted, that might change based on uh, some things we might talk about in a second. But um, I just I don't see them living very long, which is my issue. But I think it's a really cool design card. I just don't think it's very good and constructed. Yeah, formerly unknown saying that this card exists to buff Porum, and absolutely, yeah, absolutely agree that this this one is all about Porum. The damage effect is nice, but you're running this in fire water. You're you're not running this in a you know like a mono fire for that that ping damage, uh, Tark. It's just it doesn't pay off fast enough for it to really be worth a damn. Yeah, because you get a counter. I mean, if you get, you have them both out of <laughs> a pair, exists a buff. After each turn, they'll each gain two, right? Yeah, because they would each give yeah. each so, other yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you, you can't have one without the other. Um, that way you can have it within two turns. Otherwise, you know you, they're too open to be taken out early. There's um, also an awful lot of removal aimed at two drops right now, like specifically uh, aimed at two drops, yeah. specifically because of Sophie uh, in, a, in a lot of cases. Yeah. But unfortunately, Palum and Porum get caught in that little bit of crossfire. 
for for being a two cost. Not one of my favorite legends, but uh, it's fine if you if you want to run that that fire or water thing. Uh, yeah, and some some people do it in like a Cat Nine package predominantly, but you could you know splash this in because they're not really dependent on anybody but themselves. Uh, yeah, there are some synergies with some other cards that might work nicely, but they they time to bust out Shadow Lord. If you're just busting out Shadow Lord, you're a little bit behind. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> decks that I have a one of Shadow Lord in, uh, and there's a couple decks I'm about to run the the uh, Opus Two Legend Emperor in. So. <laughs> Yeah, get wrecked. Uh, now, let's take a look at the other fire legend, and that is Furion. The uh, pre-release sleeves themselves, Furion. I actually do this like This is the, good art. I, yeah. I like the art. Yeah, I do like this too. The custom art, when they do it, it's really good. I wish they did more of it. Three drops, 7k fire forward, that when Furion enters the field, you can pay a crystal. This is the new mechanic in this block. Uh, basically, if you're a Magic the Gathering player and you need a, uh, a, a an analogy here, think energy. Um, you gain a crystal, and then you can spend them on different action abilities that certain cards have. They're, they're unique to the player. They're not on any specific character. So you gain a crystal. When you do so, draw a card. Furion gains 1,000 power, haste, and first strike. That effect does not end at the end of the turn, so pretty much worth paying that crystal. Uh, but he also has an action ability that you can spend a crystal to gain 3,000 power until the end of turn. Now, that ability obviously going away at the end of turn, but a very fast, big, cheap threat uh, with first strike if you want to get in early in a fire deck at the expense of just one meager crystal. Uh, Kronos, while you're talking about this one, I wonder what you think of the crystal mechanic itself now that we've had some time to mess around with that too. I So it'll kind of relate to this card a little bit actually. I kind of wish that they had maybe taken a bit more risk with the crystal system. It really feels like there's not a lot of like, outside of a couple cards, which there's one we'll talk about actually. Um, it's hard for like the card itself to kind of like sustain and the cards that gain crystals are better in certain elements than they are in others. Um, and then some stuff, it's just like, do I really want to dilute my deck with these cards that do nothing but gain a crystal just so I can use another card later that can use it? And then sometimes you're going to have games because yeah. it's a card game with variants where you're going to play that card like this card, for example, and you're not going to have a crystal. And it's going to feel bad because then you just played a Right, CP7K but, but think, think back to like Opus Four and when monsters were introduced, right? Like there, there wasn't a whole lot great going on. But uh, they but were this, hard to hit. This that's, is a, that's the thing. But, but I'm talking about the introduction of a new mechanic, not a not not making monsters yeah. analogous. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm talking about the fact that this this mechanic is going to be a full block mechanic. So Crystal Dominion I and so. the, it is and the next yeah. two sets. Well, well I hope so it's more I than two sets. So I think we're going to have expanded. It's going to be expanded uh, as we go here. So I can kind right. of understand why it wouldn't be like let's front end some... a shit ton of power in the first set that we introduce it. Like one of the cards that we're not going to talk about, like Kefka, for example. I think he's yeah. one of the cooler crystal spenders. But like, you're going to get four crystals, man. Where? Where are you going to get them from? Three, three, like, yeah. or even three is a lot. Now, I think there are some elements that can abuse it, um, and I'm interested to actually see how they fare. I don't like fire as one of those elements. Yeah, but, light, um, lightning earth in particular 
Yeah. I think lightning and water is actually really interesting yep. for the crystal mechanic. Well, but, I, um, I said lightning earth because if you want to work Kafka in there, you're, you're Yeah, you're yeah. Go I think Kafka's really cool. I think Kafka just suffers from, like, I think it's just two, three crystals is a lot. I think if you get this guy with a crystal, it'll feel good. I just think if you're playing this guy in a fire deck or a rebel deck, for example, because I think that's what you're playing, right? You're playing this guy with, like, the other rebels that it came out in the set. Yep. Uh, you're gonna probably end up running some cards that get crystals that you just don't want to run. We should, other than the fact that they give you a crystal. We should point out too that this is the first set that we're now seeing dual jobs. Uh, and yeah, Furion is, is cool. warrior rebel, which is very cool. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, it works the same way as like the dual categories go. So if you had a Mobius thirteen, it could category Mobius thirteen. It could be searched by a thirteen searcher, so, a Mo Mobius searcher, or if someday there exists a Mobius thirteen searcher, so, you could search it out with that too. The last thing I'll say because it was brought up in the chat is it, it is a lot like the old Fordola. However, little, you're always a little have weaker a though. It doesn't Fordola yeah. base base start at eight. You're all yeah that yeah. I think she also costs one more though. But also, yeah. um, you're always going to have a backup because you play enough backups in the deck. You might not have a crystal when you play this guy. That's the issue I have. And Ferdola, also, who who plays Ferdola right now? That's the other issue, right? Yeah. Am I playing Ferdola? So if I'm not playing Ferdola, am I playing this? Mm. I don't think so. I think you. I see. I think you are if you are playing a rebel deck. Uh, but is that good? That's my question. My question is: Is is that a good deck? Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, like you point a gun to my head. I'm probably gonna tell you no. It's yeah. it's not going to be a terribly strong deck, but I, it is is one of those stupid decks that has so many synergies. It can catch you by surprise at a tournament. Um, is it going to top something that you know is seventy eighty players? Probably not, but I think it's going to test better than some stuff we 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 have seen uh, on oh, the sure. show yeah. as well. Gotta love the art though, Tark. Any thoughts on 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 your boy here? Seems pretty simple. You know, one crystal cost seems pretty cheap as long as you have it. Um, I wouldn't play the card if I didn't have the crystal, though. So, you know, give or take a little bit there. Then we hit Terra, four drop, ice legend, mm. 8K, beautiful art, beautiful art. This was actually the poster art for this set, too. Uh, if you ever see the store window posters. Uh, when Terra enters the field, you may reveal any number of summons from your hand. When you do so, choose up to the same number of characters as the summons you reveal. Dull them and freeze them. And when you cast a summon, you can choose up to one forward and up to one backup. I like the targeting requirements there. That's quite flexible. Uh, dull or freeze the former and dull or freeze the latter beautiful art on it. Yeah, they're, Medic's right. They're absolutely killing it with a custom art. Uh, 100%. 100%. This card was a beast in pre-release if you happen to mm. draw it. Now, we're talking about Legends, so the chance of a draw is, is pretty small uh, out of a nine-pack pool. Um, in one event, I did get it, and there are quite a few summons in this set because there's a few reprints of older summons that, in fact, on some of them, dropped rarity, now making them popper eligible, which is interesting. Uh, so this card was quite the beast. Quite the beast, Tark, in pre-release. What do you think of Tara, the, the lovely lady herself? Um, I concur. The art is amazing. Right? Even better than Farian. Just, just, I've always envisioned Tara to just be this beautiful, you know, half Esper, half human. This card just, like, uh, it nails that thought and aesthetic um as far as 
her abilities. I was like, this is awesome. I yeah. love this. She is, you know, it, it really embodies what she is as a summoner and Esper. Um, it's awesome. Hey, she's a Magitek knight. And at four, that's that's even. She's a Magitek knight. She's not a summoner. Get um, out of here with that shit. Okay, all right. Look at the the job. It's on her card. <clears throat> she's a Magitek. Yes, knight. I see it. <laughs> Magitek knight. Cat four. Uh, you maybe didn't get a ton of love this set. It was more a cat uh six and a kind of by proxy a cat five since there was you know rebel slash warrior support in there. But uh, a little bit of Cat 4 love and Terra, or a cat, uh, pff, cats, Terra's Cat 6, Mike. Uh, yes. Not, so also, not a lot of Cat 4. Terra's Cat 2, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Like, it, I, they did, if you look at the set, though, there is an awful lot of Cat 5 in there. I'm not, I wasn't specifically pointing at Furion, but you, you have, like, your uh, Rebel, there's a ton of Rebel support throughout there as well. Is that mm -hmm. 2? That's 2. Is it yeah. 2? All right, yep. I'm just I'm just stupid then. Five is a uh, Bart. Tara, oh, yeah. that's right, Bart's with all the jobs. Yeah. Um, Terra, beast of a card though, beast of a card. Absolutely love this legend. I do. I always like the old Unai decks, Kronos, uh, hmm. and and Ice has always had that fun, you know, flicker effects. And when you do summons, do this. So you know, Unai flickering on summons. You've got the four drop Renoa that flickers forwards. You've got uh, different backups that when you cast a summon, go ahead and dull something. Like I, I always liked that building on the the idea of summons. However, Ice has some of the worst summons in the fucking game. So you kind of want to build in another element. But Terra, definitely one that I think I'm going to play with a little bit. I do really enjoy the functionality of this card and the art being great is just a benefit. Yeah, I think uh, the new Shiva could be pretty interesting if you're doing like a mono ice like oh, Shiva. Oh, that's what it is. Thank you, Final. Why was that's what mm. I was thinking, Cat Five? It's the field of generic jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. And we got a ton of them this set. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, yeah, that was pretty much it. I was just saying, I think it could be interesting, like if you're running like the old Shiva that buffs based on like the Shivas that you play, and then the new one CP Shiva, which I actually right. think is really good. Um, that could do some interesting things. I don't know if it's like going to be the mono ice of old or anything like that, but she's really good. I think I she's a really good card. Yeah, I don't think so. Ice did get some discard help, though. Uh, and honestly, as much as I hate playing against discard, uh, I'm just not generally a fan of the, the style of play that a discard deck does. I do think, particularly in a meta that is a lot of combo-type effects, that discard is a very valid counter that unfortunately has been lacking a little bit and it did get some help in this set you're not really going to see it in the legends but it did get a, a little bit of help in this set uh the other ice legend we have is one drop nine thousand power lightning speaking of discard or <clears throat> cards in hand the cost required to cast lightning is increased by one for each card in your opponent's hand so obviously you want to make that hand as empty as possible uh, if you have two or less cards in your hand, Lightning's actually 10k and has haste. And at the end of each of your turns, if each player has no cards in their hand, Lightning deals your opponent one point of damage. So just as I was speaking about discard getting some help, while this card doesn't, you know, facilitate the discard strategy, Kronos, 
definitely capitalizes on a discard strategy in a very, very big way. Damage, yeah, this card's cool. damage done. Yeah. This card's really cool, but it missed its peak by about 10 sets. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but this, like, uh, could you imagine this card in Opus 5? Yeah. Holy shit, it'd yeah. be bad. Um, but I think as of now, it's really hard to get some of this stuff to work. Like, the, the one point of damage, I think it's going to be very hard to accomplish, yeah. even on the, the, the cheap body. I think she could do some interesting things with, like, the old the Barts from a couple sets ago. Uh, just, like... If like because yeah, if you get the point cost. of damage and yep. yeah if you get the point of damage in that deck like you're just it's a bonus otherwise you're just playing a one CP haste when that's a nine K it's pretty hard mm -hmm. to deal with um, other than that I think I think she just doesn't have enough support right now because the discard just isn't there for her to get to the power point the card's designed to do yeah that's that's really it final max saying the ice lightning is a great is great for valuing an older snow and gives a cheeky way to oh, rush in yeah. ice yeah uh, it's really cool for that yeah. yeah. So if, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about not the backup snow that dulls. Uh, we're talking about the forward snow that you pay and go get a lightning and play it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people used it in like an ice lightning deck to go get lightning backup. So they'd turn one snow, mm. go get the backup lightning and play her out immediately, stuff like that. But yeah, this is pay one and go get the mm -hmm. lightning, uh, which could be hasty uh, turn mm -hmm. one 10k damage. So I I really like the the card itself here. Again, I do like that the passive points of damage here uh, seem a little harder to get this time around. Maybe we're learning <laughs> lessons. <laughs> Maybe we're <laughs> learning some lessons based on cards we'll talk about in a few minutes here. Uh, I did pull this in the second pre-release I was at. It was one of the legends in my in my packs, and she put in some work. She put in some work. I would hold it until like mid game uh, and then just kept myself at two cards and just kept going and kept going because she gets that 1K power as soon as you yeah. hit two cards or less, which means you've got a 10K forward that at pre-release not much is swinging into. 10K is big. Yeah, yeah. 10K is big. And ironically, because it cast, uh, she cost one, was able to duck the Zalera that was reprinted in the pre-release set because Zalera mm. only hits two, three, uh, five, seven. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty nice. Here's a one drop 10 K. Not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, wait, I had to pay three for it this time. Cause he had two cards. Oh, <laughs> sad face. I love her Tark. <laughs> I love her. Uh, I'm not big on the art though. I I'm not liking this art though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> she's front. She's not center. Like you got the whole crew. And I don't know. Um, the card seems okay. You know, I'm kind of in between you and Kronos. Um, she seems okay. She's definitely better art than Long Arm of the Law, Sarah. And those of you that, <laughs> that remember the Sarah card with the like <laughs> the the big ass long ass arm, left arm back up like this, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not great art, but it is better than Long Arm of the Lost Era. So we'll we'll take that one. We'll take that one at least. Yeah, I kind of I dig the card. Um, I don't want to see it in the discard deck, and but that's where we're gonna see it. So yay. yeah. Hashtag unbanned Gasper, dude. <laughs> Hashtag no. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do oops. that. I'm not. I'm not serious. I'm not being serious. Don't do that. I didn't. Put, who am I putting up here? Vaughn. There we go. Vaughn. Yes, uh, I don't have a lot to say about this one. Okay, Come on. I don't have a lot to say about this one. Uh, it, it has a bad name. 
Yeah, it has a very <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate card name. There's just so much conflict with with the name here that I I don't think it's gonna see see much play at all. We've got four drop eight k. Job Sky Pirate forwards other than Vaughn you control gain. This forward cannot be blocked by a forward to cost three or more. So kind of giving Sky Pirates the the old you know cadets effect uh, of sneaking under things. Uh, when Vaughn enters the field, you may pay one wind. When you do so, activate all the Sky Pirates you control. When he enters the field, you can pay one water. When you do so, choose a forward till the end of the turn. It loses two thousand power for each Sky Pirate you control. Yes, you could trigger both of those if you want to when you enter. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not bad effects. They're both beneficial, but I just, I, if you were a wind player, you were probably really disappointed that you got yet another Vaughn legend, uh, as your, your, your wind legend, uh, because you got one last set, <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, and so it kind of feels bad to get this again. And then you look at the effects and you're like, activate all the job sky pirates that you control. Okay, great. Yeah, it's forwards and backups, but wind already does that in uh, non-job specific ways. So you, you you could be running down those paths. The second effect is almost, you know, a five drop water cloud of darkness effect, except it counts your backups. It's not just contingent on your forwards. It counts your backups. And, and honestly, you know, Kronos, when was the last time you saw five drop water cloud of darkness played it's just become a little too slow for the meta right now and so yeah. this card i, I kind of feel like its name is horribly unfortunate uh mm. you name it anything other than vaughn and it's an okay card uh yep. name it vaughn i don't think this is gonna see play at all i just think there's if you my son loves sky pirates decks he's been playing them since before they were actually viable uh, an opus set before they were actually viable. So he was really happy a set a few sets ago when they became viable. There, He saw this and he was like, yeah, cool. Uh, no, there's other Vaughns that I'm going to run. Uh, there's just better Vaughns for, for the deck. I didn't know Chris was your son. <laughs> he's, been, he's, been, he's been doing the same thing. But uh, no, yeah, I think the problem is the last set's Vaughn is so good. The last yeah, set's Vaughn yeah. is what made... Well, it didn't make Sky Pirates work. There's other cards that make it work too, but he's damn good. It gave it a bigger and payoff. It yeah, gave it a bigger payoff. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not going to replace that. And I don't, yeah, like, I, maybe that you'll see some people run like one of this or something. I, I don't even think so because the other Vaughns that you want to run mm -hmm. don't have a special. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, so there's really yeah. no benefit to potentially hand locking yourself like I, that. I, yeah, think I, don't, I don't think right. you run it. I think Medic's right in chat. It should have been named Redis. If, if it was Redis, it no. would play. You'll yeah. see play 100%. Yeah. yeah. Tark, Tark just flat out agree on this one. Yep. No, no, absolutely. Um, I, because I remember talking about Vaughn the last uh, uh, set. So remembering how good he was there. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, that's six to get full benefit out of both of his abilities when he lands. But then there's nothing. He's just AK after that. So it's like, I'd rather play the other Vaughn than, than this one. So I, I agree with guys. Uh, and uh, to on the artwork i never did like the cartoony artwork i don't know what it is it's the revenant wings yeah it's the revenant artwork. wings artwork yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like the i don't like the cartoony stuff yeah formerly unknown saying if this was bow theory it'd be great i don't think so either i think mm. you I, it'd be more playable be, but i think you still want the other be, bow theory it'd be better yeah, yeah. the be other bow theory 
really good too, just bringing stuff. Although, you know what, formerly now that I think about that though, is you might be running backup Fran more than forward Fran in more, uh, or in new Sky Pirates decks with uh, Crystal Dominion. So maybe, you know, maybe Balthier mm -hmm. doesn't, the current Balthiers don't become as important because you're going to, you know, uh, jote and adjourn your way into Fran and stuff like that instead of using Balthier to do it. So maybe, maybe. Um, I still think with Balthier, you still have some name troubles, though. But, to, but it, it, let's say if it was named Balthier, it would really limit how you built Sky Pirates. The fact that it's named Vaughn, I just don't think you even consider it for a Sky it's, Pirates It's rough. Deck. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's just a, the, the worst name, <laughs> yep. I think. Yeah. yeah. Just a horribly if you keep it to this set, If you keep it to this set, then okay. But, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Like if I you were playing just this Crystal Dominion. Oh, so if you were doing just a sealed thing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem when you run in just this set, how many Sky Pirates are there? Right. That's the yeah. other issue you uh, run into. Okay. Uh, the other yeah. Wind uh, Legend, and I kind of, I just feel from like Mono Wind fans, uh, your Legend's just, you know. Womp womp. Two drop 8K, Kane. When Kane attacks, select one of the two following actions. You can draw a card or you can activate all the characters other than Kane you control. And at the end of each of your turns, if you don't have a crystal, your opponent gains control of Kane. And I do like the, you know, the brainwash Kane effects we do. We've done a couple different times, right? Uh, in different ways. I do like that thematically those are on point. Uh, to, to, to Kronos, your point on this one. The, the requisite of a crystal uh, in in a set that doesn't have a whole lot of crystal generation yet, and this actually requires that you just don't spend one. Yeah. You just have to have it on you at all times. Thematically, I love the card. Thematically, <laughs> I love the other cane that bounces back and forth. Uh, uh, but if you're a win player, Tark, I kind of feel like you're looking at both of the win legends going... Well, I hope the Why? heroes are good. <laughs> yeah. I hope the rest of the set is good. I, I think that's awesome that uh, he bounces back and forth. <laughs> I haven't played four recently. It, it feel, that feels good. Got to get him brainwashed. Got to get him there brainwashed. Was a, there was another cool one He's where just... he played in an earlier set. If he played a dark card, he'd swap yeah. sides. So if he played an evil guy, <laughs> he would swap sides. It was pretty cool. Yep. I And I love thematically that they do stuff like that on all the cards. Uh, Medic saying you'd play it for the meme. <laughs> yep, definitely. Like meme. if you know your opponent isn't playing crystals too, you could have some fun with that, right? Where you just keep it going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, as far as you know, uh -huh. it, it's job dragoon. So you kind of start looking at dragoon decks, but dragoon decks definitely they still don't want wind in them. Some people run the wind cane, the other wind cane. Uh, with that that can be helpful to that deck, but most Dragoon decks, if they're not mono lightning, they're lightning water, right? Because they want Freya and Cherry Blossom effect and stuff like that. So I don't know. This, I think, is one of the legends that's further down on the list in this set for me. I actually like this card. Uh, but, funny enough. No, no, no. But do you like it because you like it or you actually like it because no, actually, you think it's going to play and do I, some things? I don't think it's very sexy, but I think okay, because so. you don't have to spend the crystal and you just have to have it and you just keep it, which I think is a lot easier to do. And, and you're not going to play this guy ever without a crystal. I still don't, again, right. I still think the issue from the Ethereum before kind of pops up, but I do think this guy has more, to me, has more upside than the Ethereum because you have to kill him. And he, he also costs, he's cost two is a lot more cleaner than costing three. 
and then like he has to die right like if i just get to keep attacking with this i'm either drawing a card or activating all my dudes which essentially means i'm gaining a massive amount of cp and win like i mean uh, granted there's already effects that do that which is probably the thing also he's an ex burst which is interesting i don't think you're playing the student dragoon decks though no i think he's just like a generic card that's good i think that still might cause him to fall short though I, I just don't I think, think it's bad, I guess. I think it, the, so I don't I don't disagree with you. I and I said I like the card and I like it thematically uh as well in addition. But I just think if you're playing crystal, you're you're trying to gain crystal points for something, I, I don't yeah. think you're doing it just because you want to be able to keep Kane on the board. I think there's other things you want to spend crystal points on or summons you want to make cheaper by using crystal points or things like that. That Kane kind of finds a really weird spot where sometimes he's going to be fantastic for you and he's going to hit the board and he's going to get to attack three times and it's going to activate everything uh, three different times and oh my god did I get value town out of Kane and then there's other games where you're like shit I want to spend the crystal but then I'm not going to be able to play this Kane so I just think he's very weird as far as finding a home it definitely isn't in Dragoons it 100% isn't in Dragoons I think that's just part of the reason why the crystal system to me right now is still kind of weird. But it's like you said, it's the first set, so it's yeah, cool. we'll see. It's in the infancy; it needs to grow. It needs time to you know build. Look at this nutty one, though. Two drop ready, and I know we're going long today, oh. but I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, two drop five k. We talked about this on a stream before. If ready is dealt damage by your opponent's summons or abilities, damage becomes zero. Cool. So she's got some built-in self protection. Uh, when Rydia or a Category 4 character enters your field, give two growth counters to Rydia. And for zero cost and action ability, cast one summon of cost equal to or less than the number of growth counters placed on Rydia from your hand without paying the cost. You can only use this ability once per turn. Notice again that that is once per turn, not once per mm-hmm. turn and only your turn. So yep. there you can do it on your opponent's turn. And yeah, she is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> she is absolutely like. Can you imagine just like if she gets the damn things when she enters the field, right? So she's at two, and she's in Earth. So <laughs> hey, free coup Siths on demand until they get rid of Rydia right off the bat. Um, and then if you're running one or two other cat fours, like you don't even have to be in a cat four deck to make this effect pay off because she doesn't spend the damn counters, Tark. They're just, uh, they're just a limiting factor on the cost that you can put there. And you don't need any more than let's say two to four to just make this absolutely bonkers (laughs) in earth. All your coup sis are free at two. If you get to four, the, by playing one other Cat 4 character, now all your Ku Siths, all your Mist Dragons, if you're still running two-drop Hecatons or three-drop Hecatons for specific builds, like, they're just all free. You get one per turn on your turn and your opponent's turn. Absolutely goofy. She would have been absolutely broken if we didn't get some news that <laughs> earlier today about some other cards uh, because it actually would have just been tremendously awful in a Doga deck. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. There's already like 25 to 30 summons in a Doga deck. So uh, she's nutty. 100% a card I think you have to mess with. Right, Tark? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> where Kane was like, eh, eh. this one's like, yes, please, yes. Yeah. 
put it all around her. Um, yeah, so good. Job summoner, if you want to do goofy stuff, uh, Kronos, with Yuna packages and discarding BFAs to to get that effect for free without having to actually put the forward on the board. So uh, I actually think she replaces the Rydia that you previously used in that deck, which was already a very, very good Rydia. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's not color locked either, nope. uh, which is another thing just to think about. Like yeah, if you want to start getting goofy... Yeah, yeah, if you you can, you can start doing like old Garnet shenanigans stuff where like you're playing like oh this is Earth deck okay so I know what summons I'm playing it okay here's a Belias or something yeah like it, mm-hmm. it could catch you off guard um yeah but I think you just stick her in the decks that run Cryo and stuff now right that yeah. just seems good so <laughs> yeah and I, I think if Doga had been banned you know today she'd be even more nutty yeah I think she's nuts yeah oh god if if the Doga banning didn't happen ugh. Uh, I'll tell you what, this bad boy was 100% value town in pre-releases if you pulled this. And I have a friend that like literally pulled it at three different events. Uh, four drop 8K Robel Akbel from category 11. When it enters the field, you can pay a crystal. If you do so, choose a forward or monster. Break it. Removal is always nice at a pre-release uh, or a sealed event, and that's some removal for you. But also at the beginning of main phase one during each of your turns, choose a backup in your break zone, add it to your hand. So essentially, the mm. the card says, hey, as long as I'm alive, Kronos, you're going to draw three. Uh, <laughs> as long as I'm alive, you, my friend, get to draw three cards per turn. Uh, just absolutely straight value. Straight value. Uh, I yeah, like and the, sealed is nuts. Yeah, and sealed it's nuts. I like the card, and I do think there's a home for it in a particular deck that I play that Kronos you know is very near and dear to my heart. I definitely think it's an interesting card to tinker with in a uh, five-drop Lulu deck, something that you are running a ton of backups in, and you want to break them as many times as possible to get their effects when they enter the break zone and stuff like that, and to be able to just constantly be scooping one of those back i think there's a home in there i question how much of a home he, he has in in some other decks though yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you on that like i think the other thing too is like you definitely you're gonna want to run crystals at some point in a deck in the earth stuff while the effects are cool i just don't know if i'm running the cards that build the crystals which then means i gotta put it with another element and if you start doing that and you're looking at this in like a cryo deck like the with the the Rydia that we just looked at, I don't know if he finds room. I think the issue is he's not a bad card. No. Um, everything he no. does is good, and I mean, worst case, like you said, you're drawing three cards, right? That's six. Getting two CP for free every third, very underrated oh. thing. Oh, like, yes. It doesn't even matter what the card is. 100%. Like, the fact that, yeah. yeah, just the fact that you have two extra CP in your hand is very important. Um, It's just finding room for him, man. And I mean, that's going to happen when you have 15 sets, you know? I think it's and Earth is a very good element. So, yeah. I, I think that's really just his only issue. I, I think he's good, and you should look at him. I just I, I wonder how many people find ways to get him into the deck and make him work. That's that's really all my only issue with him. <laughs> is it expecting too much to be able to spam Ovelia specials with him? <laughs> hey, go 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 for it. I mean, you could do some interesting stuff with backup specials, right? I mean, that is true. Yeah, that is yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Formerly unknown saying this man makes new Cecil with Soul Eater a lot scarier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, Tark, it's just one of those things. Like, I specifically have a deck that I think he has a home in. I don't think he's a three of it, even in that deck, though. 
I, I think yeah, it's a okay. one, maybe a two of in that deck. But there isn't a single bad thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> his name no, is fine. His job is fine. His category is fucking searchable uh, off of a uh, star symbol in color yeah. searchable, right? I mean, there isn't a bad thing about him besides the fact that uh, he's competing with very particular spots in very particular decks and he might not make the cut. Earth is very crowded. Um yeah, but there's, you're right. There's nothing wrong. It, manageable cost at four, eight thousand. So he's going to survive, and you're getting two to six CP every turn. So yeah, that's awesome. X Super death good. special black hole every turn. Yeah, I mean snaking Edwards back mm. uh, to you cancel summons. Like any of that stuff is going to be is going to be good in Value Town when you have the have this guy on the board. He's definitely one. That if you do play though, your opponent has to kill. Like he becomes yeah, a yeah, lightning uh, rod. You can't afford. Yeah, he has to die. Yeah, he's got to go right now. So uh, another one taking a look at a Kingsglaive Cat fifteen three drop seven K Nix remove one jobs Kingsglaive in the break zone from the game and you give Nix a thousand power first strike and can't be chosen by abilities um, until the end of the turn. Remove five job Kingsglaives from the break in the break zone from the game. You search for one category, 15 forward of cost, five or less, and play it onto the field. Uh, so basically that just says you search Regis and play Regis to the field. Like the rest of the text, <laughs> forget the category. <laughs> just take all that off of there. Uh, it's just you go play Regis is what you're doing there. Uh, so when I did a little bit of a review um, on these... The, the cards of the week. Uh, when this one was spoiled on the FFTCG site, I said, he's interesting. I don't think he's better than the old Knicks yet, but I reserve the right to change my mind when we see the whole uh, Crystal Dominion set to see how many other King's Glaives were being added to the game, their usefulness, their name conflictions and uh, conflicting stuff and all of that. Now that we have seen the whole set and I have seen the new King's Glaives and what they can do and their names as far as any name conflicting would go, would happen on, I think this Nyx is better than the old Nyx. Um, ah. Now, that doesn't mean that I think he totally bounces the old Nyx. I think if you are running a very uh, different Lightning or Lightning X package, the other Nyx is probably going to be better. Uh, but if you want to try to make a Kingsglaive deck work, I think he's obviously the better Nyx to do this with. Uh, he just has his own built-in protection, his own buff. There are action abilities that can be popped at any time. You have a bunch of Kingsglaives now that break themselves to beneficial effects to go ahead and front load. We now have a Kingsglaive that front loads three cards directly into the break zone. Uh, when it enters the field. So hopefully you ping a King's Glaive or two off of that. That doesn't mean that I think the old Knicks never sees play, and we only see this one from now on, Kronos. But I think if you are trying to do a King's Glaive package, and people were already trying to do it prior to Crystal Dominion, it would always be King's Glaive X. You know, they weren't strong enough or full enough to be a deck on their own yet. But I think if you are running a King's Glaive package, this is clearly the better Knicks to run but there are still homes for the the other Knicks, in my opinion. 
Yeah. See, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit of the reverse. I like. I still like the other Nyx more. I think. Do you really? I just like how much. I just like how much cleaner he works with Regis, and I feel like Regis is like the card we're looking to play off this guy too. Yeah. And I, I just like the ability to like I can like break a forward or whatever, and I'm probably playing him with like, you know, some other way to abuse Regis to know that because a lot of times with Regis is it's hard to force your opponent to break the stuff you want to break. You want to break your own stuff. I guess does that make sense? Like right, but that's why you run five drop Gilgamesh. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I mean, in that yeah, type totally. of deck, in that totally, in which that is also really Nick's Regis deck. Yeah, but I, but I guess it's like, it's like for me, it's like why can't why not both? We could just get both back. You know, I could play Gilgamesh and Nix and then get both back from Regis, and then I just killed your whole board kind of thing. Right. I do think this good this guy's good though, and like you said, when you're doing like really more focused Kingslave stuff, the better this guy gets. Like if you're going like all in on Kingslave, I just. I think as it stands right now, and granted, this takes this is gonna take testing. Like, I don't think this guy's bad or anything. I just I like the smaller package. It takes up lesser in my deck, and I can do like Nick's Regis with like maybe like Libertus or something instead so, of like committing. So my for you, deck size doesn't matter, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> A smaller package is just fine. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it's better. You know, like <laughs> White Mage. It's okay. It'll all work. Tark, what do you think? Do you, do you have a because uh, both Nixes have come out meta. both Nixes both Nixes have come out since you've been playing now so you like now this is like one of the first legends that you <laughs> can compare to the previous version of itself where sometimes you're like oh that card's way before my time this nope you've been alive and, and a viable player since both Nixes now let, let me let me let me search real quick because <laughs> this Nix I, I feel requires a more meta understanding of. You know, Kingslave and 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 its job. Gotcha. Uh, crap. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the fact that I don't know that doesn't so, really help. So me. do you like him oh, or not? Then we'll leave it at that. Um, I, I, I from my understanding of the game, he's kind of meh. Um, but I don't know how Kingslave works uh, as a whole in in its meta. So the other lightning legend we got was Lady Lilith to drop 5k this one was spoiled a while ago as a uh, card of the week remove one forward other than Lady Lilith from the game gain a crystal you can only do that once per turn for one crystal you could choose a lightning forward and give it haste you can only do that once per turn for two crystals you could choose a forward of cost five or less and break it so this kind of the flip side of what you were talking about earlier Kronos where now, this card definitely has some consistent crystal generation capabilities. Whether or not you use them is, is going to depend on the build of the deck. You probably want disposable forwards uh, or things that you don't mind getting rid of or things that have uh, removed from field effects. You know, things like Viking obviously come to mind as you, you don't care whether they go to the break zone or they're removed from game. You're going to draw your card and get a crystal and you got to block with them, you know, whatever. Uh, to get the crystal. So a little more... I, I got to say, as a lightning guy, I'm very happy with both legends. They both give me stuff that I want to explore. They may not be the most meta things in the world, but they do want to... Uh, they do give me things to... Uh, uh, to mess around with. Yeah, I, I actually like... Th I think this is my favorite card that has like the crystal mechanic in it. Because of what you just said. Yeah. She has like a way to like power herself up and then it also enables the other crystal stuff that you want to run because you have a consistent way to gain multiple crystals, even though it's from moving forwards from the game. I've already seen how Alex Hancock's actually do some interesting stuff with this card, which makes me like really happy. He's playing like the new monsters yeah. that break at the end of the turn. 
and he's activating. He's playing them for the value because they have an entry ability. Yep. And he's activating them, making them a forward, swinging with them, potentially dealing damage. Yep. And then just killing them with her, getting crystals, and then playing other cards that get crystals. And it's it seems like the deck that you want to play, or like she seems like she's going to be in the decks you want to play, where you actually want to make the crystal stuff work. Yep. Because I think she's going to have a steady flow, and she can create that flow, and she can do some interesting things. So I like her a lot. Uh, she has been one, Tark, that over the course of streams, when I initially saw her revealed, I wasn't all that keen on her because I thought it kind of forced you into a you know, a little bit of a maybe a lightning water where you kind of had disposable forwards and stuff like that. As we got more of the set revealed and we saw other ways to generate crystals and other ways to use those crystals, Lady Lilith started going up on my list uh, as <laughs> we saw more and more spoilers. And now, like Kronos, like you said, she is one I absolutely cannot wait to just build a deck around and see what I can come up with. Uh, rather than forcing her into a, you know, a lightning water, Thancred, Viking, uh, party attacking shell, and let's see what we can get out of that. I feel like I want to take her, put three of her on the table, and just be like, okay, how are we building around <laughs> you today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like monster cards, and I like yeah. the implication she has with monster cards. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, because I'll I'll play the crap out of that deck if she brings a monster deck back. I think it'd be awesome. So four drop medic saying four drop Kaius feels great with this. RB Sire saying good with the new Lena, the new yeah, three drop uh, water. The new Lena, Lena is nuts. Yeah. The, 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 her with the new Lena is crazy. Yep. I think yeah. Tark, what do you think? Definitely uh, a nice way to get experience with the new crystal mechanic, if nothing else. If nothing else. Um, and reading the text, it doesn't matter if it's your forward or the your opponent's forward. It's just uh, a forward, right? You have to pay with your stuff. So it has to be your forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't say that. It's, so it's because so, I was on clarification. So, so it's just a ruling thing. So if you ever see the colon, okay. uh, that's a payment effect. And in order to pay with cards with a payment okay. effect, it has to be your card. Gotcha. Okay. Now you can steal other people's forwards till the end of turn, it becomes yours, and then you can nuke them. That would be cool. So that, there are cards that let you do that. Cool. That is a common new player question, by the way. A very common new player question. <laughs> remove one backup from the game. Can I remove my opponents? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you can't. Not as part of cost. Not as part of cost. Uh, formerly unknown, I got blindsided by Lilith in an Odin and Spite Warden package that was generating crystals of my bodies rather than his. One of her spite wardens makes it so you generate crystals off enemy deaths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a uh, pretty badass, and then yeah, it does have the two sprite wardens on either side of her. If you've seen the rest of the set, so it's uh, definitely one I'll be messing with sooner rather than later. Might be building something for uh, locals this Sunday to mess with. Actually, so we'll see how that goes. Let's finish these up here. And again, I know we're running long. Hope you're enjoying it as we go. Uh, this one we can spend a, a pretty, you know, just a, a moment on. We've already talked about Palom. Here's Porum in water, gaining the XP counters for all the uh, job apprentice mages. And then uh, choose a forward of cost five or less. Take away all of its abilities. If you have three or more experience counters, uh, its power also becomes a thousand. You can only use this ability once per turn. So instead of dealing the damage, doing the old Cuculane effect and taking the abilities away, and also reducing your power if they have lived long enough. Again, I think you kind of see the benefit, Tark, of you really want to be in fire water and have both of these rather than try and force one of them into another deck because I just don't think solo 
they live anywhere yeah. near long enough to be worth it. Yeah, the, these two are a pair. Um, they, they feed off each other, and the sooner you can get their effects, uh, otherwise, you know, they're not going to really survive uh, three full turns. Cuculane on a stick. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, pretty much what it is. Uh, Kronos, anything to add? I mean, I think we... I feel the same way as I did about the Palom. Really, it, I think yeah. I'd rather play Cuckoo Lane is really where I'm at with this, which is sad, but I think it's cool. I think the design of the card is cool. That's pretty much it. It's one of those cool design spaces. Then we've got Category 6, Mog 6. When Mog 6 enters the field, you may pay a crystal. If you do so, draw two cards and then ditch one from your hand. At the end of each of your turns, choose up to one forward other than Mog 6 during this turn. If you've drawn four or more cards, return it to your owner's hand. If you've drawn six or more, put it in the break zone instead. And as a special to draw two cards, you can only use this once per turn. I drew this one in uh, pre-release, and it was nutty playing it with you know with like the the rest of the six package that's that's in the set. So I was running this and Locke and Celis, uh, and then I had uh, two drop Noctis as well, uh, which get was getting party effects off of there, and then bouncing Cat Sixes back to my hand to replay them the following turn and get their Cat Six stack stackable benefits. Uh, very, very nutty, very nutty. And uh, honestly, I think if you're running a cat six deck, the, this is an excellent card. There is a bit, uh, a bit of name confliction here. Uh, but you got the special that does kind of give you that outlet. If you want to try running both at some point, Kronos. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of not sure where to end up on this guy. I think he's good uh, for two CP. It does a hell of a lot. Um, as provided, you have, provided you have the crystal, right? Yeah, yeah. and you yeah, and you have that crystal, and you have to have some other sort of draw engine too. I think. Yeah, but, but you're in water, so that's not yeah, generally a party cards. any or part a uh, problem anyway. Plenty of other cards that let you draw, and it's cheap, so you're you're able to probably maybe do it the same turn he comes out. Um, so it could be interesting. I I'm not super high on him, but I think he has potential. Uh, to to do something really cool. I mean, if you uh, have a crystal, you you already spend the, like, this for poo poo, yeah. right? I mean, and that's the you know you're yeah you're well, getting to draw yeah. two and ditch and, one, and the crystal gives them the trigger the first turn he comes out, right? Because it counts the uh, card you drew at the beginning of the turn. Yes, yeah. So you so, immediately get that I've drawn for this turn, yeah. Yeah. which which is good. So that worst case with the crystal, he's he's a cheap leviathan on a, with a body. Yeah. So, yep. It's pretty good. A beast during pre-release, Tark. That's for sure. Looks pretty good. And like you said, cheap. And as long as you have the crystal. Um, is there a lot of crystal generation? So each, each element has a backup that by default gets a crystal when it enters and then has some other uh, minor effect for dulling and breaking itself. Uh, and they okay. are multi-playable multi, uh, cards, so you can run three of them and play all three to the field. Uh, as far as seeing things like Lady Lilith, like we were talking about, where you have this <clears throat> option to do X and generate a crystal, there's not a whole lot of that. The rest of it is, you know, Gal, get a crystal when you enter the field, or this forward, get a crystal when it leaves and goes to the break zone. It's kind of stuff like that, and there's not a whole lot of it. But gotcha. you do have backups that are multi-playable in each element that when they enter the field, and they're two-drop backups that gain you a crystal. So if you really are looking for crystals, you're just going to run three of those in, in the elements that you need. Uh, and you're going to guarantee that you're going to generate some crystals, but are you going to be caught with your pants down uh, at some point? It depends. It depends on how you've used them and how you've drawn. Understood. 
so with that being said, yeah, looks pretty cool. And I'm sure as you know, crystal generation goes up, you know, this will come better and better. Uh, then we've got our light and our darks, and then that's all the legends. Noctis, this was a beat stick for me in the pre-release that I drew it. An absolute beat stick, uh, because I would flush removal out of my opponent's hand, know that the removal wasn't there, drop Noctis, pass, and go to work next time, next turn out. Noctis, uh, two drops, 6K, so uh, above curve already there. Uh, Noctis can form a party with forwards of any element. And when a party you control attacks, select one of the following five actions. If three or more forwards form a party, select up to two of those actions. Choose a forward, deal with 8K damage. Choose a monster, break it. No cost limitation or anything. Choose one character, dull and freeze it. Noctis gains haste until the end of the turn or draw one card. An absolute beat stick particularly if you could get Celis out and start party attacking with category six forwards in pre-release it was just disgusting what he could do he is absolutely if you are still running like lightning water party attack decks you know the old Thancred, yuna uh opus 13 ish uh that type of deck i mean just find three slots right now Okay, fine. You're a little risky, uh, three slots uh, on light. Okay, fine. I'm with you. Find yourself two slots then. Uh, because it's just a no freaking brainer. A no freaking brainer. It just becomes disgusting. I actually really, really like this card. I do want to mess with this. It is terribly niche. But as I have talked about on streams before, Kronos, I like... Not only what this card does, but what uh, multiple other cards in this set do and what the starter decks do very well. And that is start to provide other reasons besides my opponent has a really, really big body on the field for you to want a party attack. I, you know, that's always a mechanic that you've always just looked at and gone, well, they have a 9K and I have two 6Ks. I'm going to party attack. Okay, they don't have a board. I have two forwards. I, why would I party attack? I do like that we're starting to get reasons that you might want a party attack, even if you don't need to jump up over a big, powerful forward. Yeah, it's already been said in chat, too, so I, I really like Avalanche a lot. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, that is all of them so playing. gross. Um, and I'm de they should have banned that whole this. starter deck when they put that <laughs> post up today. I'm definitely going <laughs> to play this, especially now that like some cards are gone that I was worried about when it, when it came to Avalanche. Um yeah, like like the chatter you said, like you're gonna start party attack an avalanche, and you're gonna probably do it twice in one yeah. turn to get like eight triggers every time. Yep. Um. So I I'm definitely gonna be playing this card. I like this card a lot, like a lot, a lot for sure. Everything it does is good. Yeah. So you just gotta you just Tark really all you gotta do is make sure you have a little protection for him. That's it because he is yeah. he is terribly easy to remove uh, against most decks. So you do have to either flush the removal out before you you go ham, uh, or you just got to provide a little protection. And depending on what element, you know, maybe you're running a Lael in Earth, maybe you're running backup Edward in Ice and stuff like that. Anything to cancel summons or, or knock abilities down, and you could really have some fun with Noctis. Yeah, it looks pretty broken depending on the, on the group. And <laughs> you have six characters. You could just you'd have two parties of three, and you're just 
Yeah. You've, you've wrecked them. Pick, you should, absolutely wrecked. Pick four you should of play five. Avalanche. You yeah. should play Avalanche because that's exactly what's going to happen in Avalanche every turn. Also, in Avalanche, if you kill and this dude, then each of them get congrats. a trigger too. Yeah. Yeah. C congrats if you kill this dude in Avalanche because I I would rather you kill my Noctis rather yeah. than like break up yeah. uh, Biggs and Jesse and and all those. So if you want to kill this, go for it. It's funny that he's a lightning rod in in anything else. In Avalanche, he's like, nah, you probably, you know what? I'm gonna you, let you keep you, the Noctis. You probably feel bad, yeah, because I'm still gonna draw a card, even right. if I like you let me live. So it's like it's kind of nuts in that deck, I think. And then if you ever needed a browbeat card, this is it. Uh, five drop Arden, yep. the Dark Legend, nine K. When Arden enters the field, you got to ditch your entire hand. When you do so, your opponent selects one more than the number of discarded cards from the three following actions, and they can select the same action more than once. Your opponent selects one character they control, puts it in the break zone. Your opponent puts the top 20 cards of their deck into the break zone, or Arden deals your opponent one point of damage. And I call it a browbeat card because it is definitely not one you're going to be playing early in any game because That's, since yep. that first option is a select and not a choose they can just sit there and pick that same ability uh, with an empty board, you know, over and over and over and over again. If it were a choose and they didn't have any valid targets, then they couldn't select that uh, as their their option. So unless you are in mid to late game, you're not going to be playing him, and you want to be in a situation yourself, Tark, where you want to discard the max possible. So you want to be in a situation where you are dulling five backups to play Arden and then ditching a full hand of five or six cards. Uh, and in a mid and late game where your opponent maybe doesn't have nice options, where milling 20 maybe isn't an option anymore, taking damage maybe isn't an option anymore, and therefore you know they just kind of get their entire board, not just forwards, but backups cleared. This is exactly what I was talking to Kronos before you came in. Um... You know, I was saying this is not for early game. This is for mid, late game to really shut the door on something. And hopefully you do this and when you put your opponent to a decision where he doesn't have, like you remove an option, say he's got five damage. It's like, well, I can't, you know, if you're discarding five cards, he's got to choose six options. You know, does he have a lot of characters? If he doesn't have a lot of characters, he just have to take damage or maybe mill some cards. So it is kind of niche in that regard. Um, but you're right, a, a browbeat game ender. Um, I feel it's a really good card. I really like this. this, this uh, it's it's awesome. Kronos, let me tell you I a little Arden something too. that happened at pre-release with this one. Mm -hmm. So there was one dude that that did draw it, and he we laughed because he won a game where he ardened his opponent. Then I got him in the second round, and he ardened me, uh, and I won. I ended up still winning that game. That was all cool, right? So in his round three, I had finished my round, was just sitting there watching uh, him play. And his opponent had also drawn Arden in the kits and played it mid-game against him and started clearing things. And he had room some t to take some damage. Here was the unfortunate part. She kind of went all in. It was like, I need Arden to pay off or I'm going to lose this game. So let's, let's pay it off. And Arden's the only forward on the board. He's, you know, her opponent has like three or four forwards, whatever, a couple backups, two points of damage. Can't mill, but uh, could do the other stuff. Takes one damage. It's freaking five drop Titan. Takes another damage, and it's Hilda. 
and then remove some characters, just making sure, because the, the X-Bursts are still sitting there, right? Because you have to resolve Arden's effect mm -hmm. in full before he gets the triggers those. So now yep. he's staring at these X-Bursts knowing, all right, I'm just nuking all of my backups now and leaving my forwards here because this X-Burst that is just sitting there is going to kill the Arden that she just played, and it's her only forward on the board, and then I'm going to draw a card. So it was so unfortunate watching Arden hit the board and then watching his, this guy just, well, I'm really sorry, but you just lost. Even though, let me finish getting rid of things, but you just lost. <laughs> yeah, it feels bad. The, the more I read this guy, the worse opinion I had on him, to be honest. Because, like, I yeah. think if you ever force your opponent to mill 20 cards, you probably just win. Yeah. Um, In standard play. Uh, So I don't think your opponent's probably ever going to pick that. And I think that is the strongest option. I think a lot of times you're just going to deal a couple points of damage, which is nice. But you're also going, you're almost going all in every time, even if you have backups. Because, yep. like, like you said, like Tark said earlier, like, if you're playing him, if you're playing, which is, which makes sense, like, if it's the pitch five to six cards that's like like fifth like 17 cp <laughs> yeah like you better win the game because if you don't you probably just lost the game formerly so, unknown uh, does point out that hey king's glaives uh nick's yeah, king's glaive Knicks, ironically does cheat this person yeah. into the field which is cool but you still have to discard your hand kind of sucks um I, I i personally don't like the idea of getting rid of all my options out of my hand to play a dude who might win me the game that's kind of the issue i run into He's a really cool card, though. Um, uh, I'll tell you what. I like uh, the play space he opens up more than I like the card. I agree. I agree with that. 100%. Uh, I, I like the, the mentality behind this type of play space rather than how much I like the card itself. Yeah. Uh, and he's way more fun than, say, like a Neo X death card or something. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 100%. Well, you yeah, yeah, yeah Tark. Well, cause, Turn cause one Neo X death against me, you little bitch. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> and I find this to be uh, much more exciting to play with than Neo X death. Oh, Neo it's X way, more, way just, more interesting. It's just yeah. a big freaking hammer. If you, y'all you, call me a terrible person. If you enjoy playing Turn one Neo X death, you are a terrible person, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's enjoyed, just how that works. I enjoyed beating Mike. That's what it was. Pretty sure and that's just how it right. works. Neo X death was just we got, cool. This show has been so. almost two hours long. We got to finish this. The only reason we were able to do this because Faye won't be streaming today, by the way. She had some uh, family stuff to finish off for the holidays. She'll be back next week. Uh, last bit of news from the TCG world. We did get bans and a new restricted, our first ever, in fact, restricted card in Final Fantasy TCG. So from Opus 5, Mion, two-drop win backup that uh, bounces a character you control to your hand and draws a card. Doga from Opus 13, and Stern Leonis didn't even make it to, to a full set. Well, I, I guess technically he did by a couple of days. Uh, those are now banned from the um, standard and L6 or limited six formats. Sophie from Opus 13, restricted, our first ever restricted card, only one copy in any deck. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Hobby Japan and Square Enix, they got their eyes on you, fat Chocobo, Sildra, and Mashiri. So straighten up and fly right. Or you're going to be banned, too. Uh, so watching them. What do you guys think of these bands? I know, Tark, this is kind of like an unfair question yeah. for you as a, as a newer <laughs> player, not really experienced with tournament metas or anything. Uh, but I think 
when I, I saw Mion there and I was a little surprised at first. Like she has, she obviously opens up the infinite draw and stuff like that. So I get it. But I actually feel like there's probably uh, an effect or two in the next set or two that when they saw what Mion was doing to the Chocobo deck, that they were like, kind of like, oh shit. Yeah, we got to get this out of here before this set comes out. Stern Leonis has been, people have been calling for a ban for a long time. Him and Mashiri. I think it was the right call not to ban Mashiri yet uh, on this one, uh, simply because by banning Doga and limiting Sophie, the only real deck you saw Mashiri actually being abused in was that Doga deck. She does have benefits to other decks, but she's not as overpowered uh, as she was in that Doga Sophie deck. I thought the the limitation on Sophie was weird. Like, ban it or not, I feel like it's just because they didn't want to ban a legend. Um, I, Maybe if I'm giving them yeah. a little credit, maybe they want to leave her as limited so that when her name is used on other cards, there's, there's options there for a special. Uh, maybe they know a Sophie coming up. Uh, and they want to, but I feel like it was just like they didn't want to ban a legend. Uh, it they felt didn't want really, to ban a card that was worth money. Yeah, that's, no, you're right. Yeah. I, I feel no, like I think that's exactly what it is. That was it. Mion was a surprise final max. I agree with you, but a a, a pleasant one. I agree. Uh, and then the world rejoiced when this happened, and Octagon <laughs> all of a sudden had 28 tables running. Uh, a bunch of people try. I'm not. I'm not even joking. I'm not. I that is not. what happened today. Uh, yeah, Mashri is good in TCG. She well, she was. She's probably she still is decent, but she's not as broken uh, anymore, Ferris. Yeah, banning, because banning Doga, Doga was yeah. the big ban. Yeah. Doga was the big ban here, uh, and yeah. Stern Leonis, but Doga and Stern Leonis in particular. Um, I, Fat Chocobo, I think, it, I think ends up getting banned at some point, uh, uh, only because Bismarck is still a thing. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think can see that. I think Bismarck I, is is the bigger trigger for Fat Chocobo in that deck than Mion was. Although Mion I'm, was bad, I'm surprised they're cool with Althea. <laughs> I feel like Althea is also kind yeah. of a problem. But uh, I think Mion. I, you I don't think want Althea. If they want to do anything with Althea, though, they could probably just errata that to make it your own turn only. Errata is weird too because I think you could have just eroded Stern at first too, just to see what happened. Uh, but they chose not to. I think they should have just banned Sophie, but I think you're right. I think they just didn't want to ban a legend. My only issue is, like, we haven't really had any competitive events, and so there's not really a lot of data, and so I don't really like the banning of cards before we get data, even though I think Saren is busted. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a deserved ban. Uh, I just think that it's weird that we're banning a card that technically never got to be played at an official event, right? That's kind of... Yeah, just, I mean, I we had the Haunted least, Hotel... Uh, well, LA. so I'd say like a fit. I mean, and a, Greg Cole's a great dude. I know. And it's a great event. I just, I just mean like uh, the fact that we're banning a card before, like, and and you know the pandemic. It's it's a weird situation. So and and, and don't get me wrong, that card is dumb. He's <laughs> a dumb card. Uh, I just think it's weird. Uh, but I think Sophie should have been banned. I think the Doga ban's fine. Mion, I'm just surprised it took as long as it did because I don't think you want infinite combos in your game. Yeah. It's just not. I I actually fun. don't think Sophie needed to even be limited if you were gonna ban Doga. Uh, I don't know, man. Just in monk decks too, she's like right, but she, she's for but two even, CP. But even as a one of in a monk deck, with the amount of recursion that a monk deck can do, oh, because yeah, it's can in still Earth, and yeah. and the fact is, yes, Sophie is strong in a monk deck, but she is not your win con in the monk so, deck. The only you know, thing Ursula is is the the oh, win sure. con there, the engine there. 
But if I hit a Sophie on damage now, I'm gonna be like, Whew. yeah, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you play Larsa or something, then maybe that that would suck. But you know, it's like, yeah. I honestly I, I, think I honestly think to you. Not that I don't. Well, I, I guess I don't agree with you uh, a, a little bit here, Kronos, because I feel like they were reading the tea leaves. Uh, at, oh, I at agree. Square Enix and Hobby Japan, and, and saying, you know what? We got a lot of the community really pissed off that there's basically three decks ruling the roost. And yes, there's always yeah. going to be a meta of stronger decks. You know, tier zeros, tier ones, tier twos. That's always going to happen. But this was like, there are three decks that are tier zero and everything <clears throat> else is tier two or below. There was, you know, and you really got to get lucky or in the draw or pounce on your opponent. It, it's The only thing that's weird to me is like, if you just look at the data side of it, Sophie was way more played than Stern. Yeah. Now Stern was in more decks because Stern is dark and you could put him wherever the hell you want. But Sophie had more copies across like more tournaments than any other card. And she just got limited. I, I honestly think they just thought, hey, this stuff's hurting the game, and we're about to bring yeah. competitive play back, and, and we're not going to have that. competitive players if we yeah. if we don't I, take care of this now. And if that's the mindset, I 100% agree. I just think, for, as, for me as like a person who like really is in the data part of stuff, like I love to look at numbers and, and that kind of stuff, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth when you don't have data to support what you're doing. That's all. And But I think it's a deserved ban, because the card's dumb. I guess that's all I'm saying. It's weird, because... Because I do think it's like I agree with the ban, but not that you actually did it right now. Yeah, it's just kind of what you're saying. Yeah, kind of. It's because like I just I just think you always want to have data to support, especially in a card game where like literally everything is just numbers, right? Like you're looking at like results, um, and we've we technically haven't seen a lot of results at least stateside too. I mean, I know there's Japanese events for me to warrant a ban, but at the same time, if he's really if they really feel like he's gonna ruin the fucking game, which and he's terrible he's a dumb card he should have been once per turn from the get-go yep. that's another thing um so i think he deserved the ban i just i just wish they were more consistent about how they banned cards it's all because i don't think there's any consistency to how they're banning cards right now they're just kind of doing it when they feel like it is what it feels like mm. that's my only issue i just want more consistency and i want to have like uh. actual data to back up the decisions they make if that makes sense. Definitely a topic that I would like to revisit when we haven't done a two-hour show as just a general topic rather than... Uh, the the bans were definitely warranted, though. I, I would think so. Let's slide mm. over and finish off today's show with Love It or Leave It. This is the end of the show segment we do every day where I give you every show where I give you something Square Enix related and you love it, want more of it or leave it, get rid of it and never want to see it again. Today, gentlemen, I want one of each from you. Which Final Fantasy TCG legend from Crystal Dominion do you love and which one do you want to leave? Targoth, we're going to start with you. Uh, the one I love was Arden. I feel that's a pretty, you know, cool card. Um, it is very niche, you know, you got to play at the right time, mid, late game, um, really kind of put the screws to your opponent in one of the three areas, um, so they have to be forced into, you know, some bad decisions. Um, the one I'm going to leave is Vaughn, because there's too many Vaughn. Kronos? Yeah, I'm going to go with Noctis, is the one that I love. I just like, I just think he's just a ridiculous card. He's so fun. Um, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm also going to leave Vaughn, too, because I just... Why well, print another, le especially a legend Vaughn, dude? It's just so weird. <laughs> this is gonna suck. Uh, I'm gonna love Lady Lilith. 
Uh, definitely one that I want to mess with. Uh, I, there are a few that I'm going to mess with, but I think Lady Lilith, not only do I want to mess with her by herself, but I think she <laughs> actually works very well in a, or could work well in a Lulu deck as well. So very interested to mess around with that. And I'm going to give it a 3-4. Uh, the one I want to leave is Vaughn. There's just no reason that that should have been a legend. Let us know what you think in the comments below. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of The Relic Grind, giving you our initial impressions of Endwalker. We are just hours away. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Make sure you tell all your friends about the channel, and we'll see you Saturday for some gaming gumbo. And, of course, don't forget tomorrow, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, 1 p.m. Eastern the always online multiplayer podcast until next week. Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, same as always Twitter. I don't know how active I'm going to be for the next three days though. <laughs> uh, but I might stream on Sunday, depending on if we do like when we do X primals and if I feel like it. So Tark, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth gaming. I'll be streaming all of it. So if you want to come by the heavy spoiler warning um, here and on the channel. Uh, I'll be doing the MSQ, and I'll be watching all the stuff. But come on by if you want. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally there, Magic Man one But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, and we'll give you a tweet every time we go live with a podcast, any one of our shows, any streams, or if we're just hanging out. Until next time, gang, it's been a long one. Enjoy Endwalker. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.